0: What a show we got going on for you guys tonight. McMahon battles a second wave of COVID 19, Backlash, or the greatest match ever from Backlash, and of course, NXT always brings it within your house. Guys, this is Smart Mark Talk. Enjoy.
1: In your breath, stealing your mind, and all that was real is left behind, don't fight it, it's coming for you, running,
2: it's only this moment, don't get walking together, feel fever dream, can't you see, you getting closer, just surrender, cause you feel the feeling taking over, it's
0: fire, it's freedom, it's flooding open, it's a picture in the pulpit, and your blood
1: devotion, to something bring
0: What's going on, everybody? And welcome to another great edition of Smart Mark Talk, brought to you by Elite Wrestling Audio—the only podcast that can take a spike pile driver from the Brainbusters. I'm your co-host Val Cisco, and as always, with me, my co-host the Mongo McMichael of the podcast world, Jay Rance. How you doing, bro?
2: I am good. Now you got me thinking about how terrible Mongo was as a wrestler. So, oh, man, now you got me feeling self-conscious about myself.
0: Don't don't, don't, d- don't even say that because that little clip that you showed me, I would encourage everybody to look it up to, yes. of Goldberg trying to do the jackhammer on Mongo. That looks like <laughs> old Goldberg. <laughs> that- <laughs>
2: Yeah, you know what? I, I would say 50. I think it's 50-50, bro. It's both guys, bro. Goldberg and... And then the funny thing was, the beauty of it was Goldberg getting frustrated.
0: <laughs> but see, that's the thing. He's just pulling up an arm. Mongo doesn't have to do anything. That is, that Mongo that was, was probably thing. trolling that whole entire time. That's what it was. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yo, he probably was. Looking at it down, thinking about it, he was probably like, yo, you know what? I'm going to yank your chain, bro. No, yeah. no. <laughs> like, like a little decrepit. When you can't catch me, <laughs> <laughs> I encourage
0: everybody to look up. Um, Bill Goldberg doing the perform the jackhammer on Mongo for the first time yeah.
2: is priceless. Or, or Mongo, what was it, Mongo Monday or Monday Mongo? And <laughs> like, I think it was just like, what was it, like a, a horseman match versus the outsiders or something? He was just like fumbling and stumbling all over the <laughs> <laughs> that was drunk, Mongo, at that point.
0: And nobody (laughs) stopped him. I'm so done. My (laughs) man, Mimosa Mongo, right there. Mimosa (mumbles) Mongo.
2: He will always be no. Yo, and he had the teacup dog to go with it. So, (laughs) teacup dog. There you go. (�) So much happening
0: in the world of of professional wrestling from last week to this week. um, Bro, once again, the the COVID 19 spikes Mm -hmm. have returned again. The second wave has hit us. WWE shutting doors. Yeah. For we don't you know the uh, foreseeable future for a couple of weeks. It's not known yet, but did you expect this at all or did you think things were um, kind of finding its own groove?
2: I mean, I kind of, I mean, I wasn't expecting it, but I'm not surprised at all if something happened. And, you know, we just got the news where there was another wave, uh, a case. So, I mean, because we heard since McMahon put the crowd, in on the live tapings, he wasn't testing the NXT developmental talent. You get what I'm saying? He was just like, bring them in. That's it. Bring them in. He wasn't testing them. So I'm really not surprised. Now I see why the plexiglass, like we put on our Facebook page, um, why he had that since he wasn't testing them. You know, and it's just kind of crazy now because if one of them, you know, well, somebody tested positive, it's just like how many more were at risk or how many more will test positive because you know they were just in there. You get what I'm saying? In like a cage. So, I mean, I'm not surprised. You know, McMahon has been kind of reckless, which I was actually thinking. This is kind of crazy. So, this just shows that AEW has been taking more care of their talent over WWE. you get what I'm saying? So, that's just a whole rabbit hole. But, I mean, I'm not surprised. I kind of saw it coming. How did you feel?
0: I mean, I'm not surprised either, man. Like, um I think with everything that's been happening over the last month um in the world, mm-hmm. I think the preparation or at least the precautions we should be taking – for this virus that's still up in arms right now, all over the world. And especially here in Arizona right now, I think it's beat New York when it comes to new cases right now. So that's oh, pretty I'm scary. Serious? Yeah. Ooh. It's just a lot of people that's just, scary. you know, not doing what they're supposed to be doing. And when you see a product like this, um, trying to push the boundaries little by little by little. And you could see that even with raw that happened on Monday where we even saw people like the street prophets like go into like that audience for a second right there. So mm-hmm, it's like, mm-hmm. why is the plexiglass even needed? If that's the case, yeah. if you're not going to be protecting your, your assets essentially. So I don't know, man, like it's, um, it's expected, but I, 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 I don't know, man, maybe wishful thinking things were getting back to normal, but of course, you know, nah, things happen for a reason. And, and now the doors are shut, but, um, <laughs>
2: It's yeah kind of crazy it is it is but then again it's not surprising like you said you know um it just shows why and i mean i don't know why not take these precautions you know because you have talent as roman reigns that's like really not i'm not saying that he's coming out of his house but of course he's not working you know he's not going because of things like this immune system so why not think just overall your talent like hey i have to be a little bit more strict with my things and tests and stuff like that you know we have seen it in the ufc where a few fighters have tested positive but constantly dana is on that you know he's on that he's on that and stuff like that so it's it's very weird i don't know we don't know how how long it's going to take now and how long because i know they're not going to be doing the tapings for a while so it's just weird weird
0: you know it's that control aspect, man. It's that God complex, bro. It's, it's, you think that you can beat what's happening in a, in, a, in a natural world right now. You think that things seem to be slowed down. It's not as crazy as it was in the news or, or media or in social media as it was before because other events have taken hold of that platform. Um, but it's still around us. It's still here. Like Precautions are there. When you have the mm-hmm. outside world complaining about wearing masks or taking preparations when they go outside, and now you have big companies that have billions of dollars at their beck and call, of course you're going to do what they want to do, unfortunately. And it's the fighters or it's the wrestlers. It's the talent, essentially, that pays the price at the end. Yeah. It sucks.
2: Of course, of course. You know, Not only does he have these guys and women standing out there for like three hours plus without no seats. And now you're just or pay. Exactly. Now you're just putting them as at risk to this pandemic and you're putting your whole company at risk. So it's a little bit reckless and a little bit foolish. But I do agree with you is this whole God complex.
0: Well, (laughs) let's speak about God complexes as we saw um, a two man show that happened at Backlash that was. Highly fabricated, but it was still a fun match, in my opinion. This was Backlash promoting the greatest wrestling match ever between mm-hmm. Randy Orton and Edge. Um, first of all, any high hopes coming into this pay per view? Did you like feel like this was going to be a banger? Did you feel like this is going to be a run of the mill WWE pay per view? Like, how, how are your you yeah.
2: I wasn't really expecting much from what we've seen ever since WrestleMania up until now, so I wasn't really expecting much for this. I was just You know, it kind of sucks. I go, I go into this like with every WWE pay per view. Like, okay, what am I going to expect? What am I going to get? Never really high hopes, you know. So maybe um, I'm just that now. Like I said, since Mania and for a while now, but I I really didn't have much high hopes with uh, Backlash, especially how they were promoting this whole the greatest wrestling match ever. And I was just thinking to myself, this bad boy has to deliver because if not, this whole gimmick just fails miserably. The whole pay per view fails because this is what you basically based your pay-per-view on. Cause even when the pay-per-view when this match came on, they like just switch up the whole screen in the back and everything. You know what I'm saying? So like your pay-per-view was riding on this. And if these two guys did not deliver an essential for me, it would have just failed. But, um, I didn't have high hopes, uh, for this pay-per-view, especially seeing the card. I did want to see a few matches. I really didn't care much about the Bobby and McIntyre coming into it, but, um, Overall, bro, it, it delivered for me. I guess since I had like no high hopes, but it delivered for me. How did you feel coming into it with this whole I, greatest match ever?
0: Lukewarm. I felt like you know the promotion with the whole greatest showman slash Panic of a Disco song right there with the greatest mm-hmm. show song. It was very force-fed uh, feeding to the masses right there, trying to get you invested into this match. Yep. I feel like the feud is still pretty – not cold, but it's not this – crazy like few blood feud that we see in the past between two wrestlers. Like especially when you want to finalize the feud as a wrestling match. It kind of like you know you go from last man setting to a wrestling match. It kind of goes from hot to cold really fast. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't really too hyped about it whatsoever. I had low expectations because they were promoting it as a as the best match ever like a five star match. So I had my mixed yeah. feelings about that. And just the card alone had me like scratching my head like you you have okay you have your key wrestlers that are not showing up for their own reasons as well, too, because of COVID-19, like Roman, like Sammy as well, too, Sammy Zayn as well, too. No. Um, but you also had people that you had that can wrestle on this card to maybe make it a little bit more enticing. Like AJ Styles, the newly minted Intercontinental Champion, yeah. was relegated to, like, a backstage segment, and that was really about it. Um, you had Bray Wyatt, who, yes, I know he was to get some vacay time because of his uh, newborn child. But he's being promoted this Friday as a comeback as well, too. So maybe even a segment could have been shot there. But pretty much this was like the B team taking over a pay-per-view. So I was a little apprehensive. But you know what? Just like you said, too, I wouldn't say it delivered 100%, but I was satisfied,
2: though. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't say it was phenomenal. Like, you know, where it was like, oh, my God, this was like probably – The most phenomenal pay-per-view I've seen, but in recent events in this whole pandemic, this was probably a high moment, like a high spot for WWE for as bad as they've been doing. You get what I'm saying? So, yeah.
0: Which makes me worry, too, because I hear this was the last time Paul Heyman had his hands in um, producing some of the segments for the Raw segments.
2: Yeah, I heard about that. I don't know how I feel about that, bro. I just don't know... How to react to that because Paul Haney is a freaking genius, you get what I'm saying? So, the fact that he's not going to be in this now and having his input, I don't know if it, it just feels weird. How do you feel about it? It,
0: it hot and cold, bro, like hot mm-hmm. and cold. I wasn't sure if it, it I, I saw what Paul Hanley was trying to do in, in the, behind the scenes. Like, this wasn't like how he saw when he was running SmackDown in 2002, where he had his, his big six or seven, he had his yeah. Guerrero, Benoit, Edge, and he says, You know what, I'm going to use these guys. They're going to be my main inventors. Mm-hmm. This was like we're building new talent on Raw. And you saw it from the Austin Theories to the Angel Garza and Andrade, uh, Aleister Black and whatnot. These were like fresh faces that you saw there every Monday to kind of give Raw a new look like, you know, the varsity team almost. Yeah, because they were eventually... carrying Raw
2: at one point. To me, in my opinion, those four guys, even McIntyre in there was kind of carrying yep. Raw. So yep. sorry for cutting you off.
0: No, you're right, though. They were. They were essentially the varsity team in the big game. And, um, you know, I, I I appreciated it, but I also saw, like, little cracks. Like, mm-hmm. Paul Heyman was behind the whole cuckold angle of Bobby Lashley and Lana and Rusev. So mm-hmm. something right there, maybe he he probably was hands-off, hands-on at certain times. Maybe Vince wanted to push that longer than, than was expected. But, you know, there was a couple of things I felt like he was a little out of touch with, with at least certain angles. But the wrestlers, I felt like he had them on lock. And he was another big put of, well, I guess he, he wanted the push for McIntyre to become champion. He also wanted the push for Bobby Lashley to be taken more seriously as a competitor. And I appreciate that because yeah. I was looking forward to this match, straight up. Like, I've seen what Lashley and McIntyre have done in, in Impact and TNA in the past. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they were doing five-star matches all over the place. And...
2: <laughs> go ahead. Me, yeah, sorry. For me, it's just... I feel that this whole Lana, maybe that's what it was for me. And I'm just fickle like that sometimes. I'll be honest. You know, sometimes it's just like, bro, okay, stray away from things real fast. You get what I'm saying? Like to me, it's just, I get it. I get it. We know this is the storyline is building up to it. And maybe this was the boiling point that we saw a backlash, but I just wasn't really coming into it because I knew Lana was going to freaking shove her nose into this. You get what I'm saying? And at one point it would have just probably taken away from the match for me. So that's why I wasn't really looking forward to it. You know what I'm saying? But that, that, that's just me, though. That's just me. No, yeah, yeah.
0: same here. The Lana aspect has been bothering me, especially knowing that um, we have MVP and, La- and Lassie together again, and yeah. they just feel so right together do, as yeah. a duo. That you take the long line equation out, and they are. We saw from Raw, like the the, the seeds are, are being planted right now for that divorce mm-hmm. angle to happen. And I'm happy for that. I, I want to see Lassie separate himself from that. And we also it's, see it's the hot. seeds. Oh no, yeah, definitely. It is time. And we and we also see the seeds of MVP semi-recruiting other people as well too into a stable. So I think right there we have the makings of something fucking awesome coming, I guess, during the summer with MVP lastly and hopefully a couple other heads without Lana too. So I'm excited for that.
2: Yeah, I, I agree with you. We see the writings on the wall and it's, for me, that's like I said, I, I mean I guess I'm just weird like that, but I think it's just time to branch out the Lana already. But maybe they're just like, you know procrastinating it and extending it as long as they can because after this really where does Lana go you get what I'm saying there's not much that she can do on screen you probably transition her transition her to a backstage role or something like that you know doing interviews or whatever just something but we know on screen in my opinion we're not going to see much of her Uh, I'll be honest her in ring do I want to see her in ring no I don't think she's the best in ring performer so um, I think that's why they're just really extending it but I think it's just time to break out bro just have Bobby Lashley become this beast of a man because like you said you know um phenomenal with him and MVP it just flows so well bro it's just so natural it's like symbiotic they both feed off each other and I enjoy seeing that you know but I just didn't go into the match because I'm like yeah Lana's gonna come out so
0: (laughs) can I give you my two picks for worst matches of the night
2: Oh, sure. Go ahead. I want to hear him. Because, I, I i mean, this is new to me. We, we really discussed this, you know, off the podcast. So, this is going to mm. be new. Yeah.
0: So, the second least favorite match, because I'm not mm. going to put this as least, um, was definitely Asuka versus Nia Jax. I felt like the no finish kind of hurt that match yeah. altogether. With all the buildup with Kyrie Zayn being injured all over the place, I expected a little bit more fire and tenacity coming out of Asuka. And... Maybe I'm just done with the whole joking, wooly, 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 Oscar. Maybe I'm just a little bit done with that, and I want her to be taken a little (laughs) bit more serious in this match.
2: No, I I agree with you a thousand percent. I've been done with that whole, I don't know, jumping around. I mean, it's time for her. However she got the belt, she got the belt. I mean, she did win the match at Money in the Bank, you know, whatever it is. If she got a Bush League status, whatever you could say, Bush League status. But it's time for her to... To bring some credibility to this title. And I agree with you, especially, you know, not not to have. I mean, I wouldn't say it was my least favorite match, but um like uh the no finish hurt it, which of course that's just gonna extend the rivalry more. Um the lack of passion, like you said, especially with all the botches and injuries that have been going on with Kyrie Zane, you thought you would have seen a more determined Oscar and things like that. So um I don't know, but I I, I do agree with you, it's time for for her to kind of stray away from this comical character and just go back to that whole, you know, empress and just that ass bring back the mist and just bring back that ferocity and just, you know, who she is and stuff like that. So I agree with you a thousand percent.
0: Yeah, man. It just kills me a little bit because I just want that intensity back for Asuka. For her to be taken serious and not as a joke. Mm-hmm. I feel like when people see her these days, they see her as you know, a joke. chick with a... That's a joke. Like, mm-hmm. you know, she's dancing around. She's making funny noises. She's not saying anything serious whatsoever and it's a far cry that we got from you know how she was presented at WrestleMania against Charlotte as this killer as his ace as his undefeated behemoth if you will and it's just a far cry of what we have right now and um hoping hoping maybe like if the feud does extend to to extreme rules which is the next pay-per-view um yeah. maybe we'll get some more intensity in that kind of match right there but yeah it just hurt me just a little bit seeing this like that
2: but it's just like for me, I mean, for me, for me, it's just like really how much more do I want to see of Nia Jax, especially where especially with all this stuff that's going on with her, knowing that, you know, a lot of fans are unhappy with her, a lot of talent as well, you know, they're unhappy with her, especially with all the botch the botches and stuff that she's been doing. So it's like for me, it's like, how much more do I want to see her? This is just me, this is just me just ranting real quick, real quick. Wait, I can't even say it. Real quick this is just me ranting it's like i really don't want to see this i mean i'm more just maybe after extreme rules of course to know to no finish is going to extend it go to extreme rules and i say pull the plug on the whole nia jacks feud because honestly right now i've been hearing a lot of murmurs on the social media and a lot of people are not happy with her and they just want her out of the picture. So well, yeah can
0: can I, can I say something without sounding too crazy right now no we're not seeing women's wrestling anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm sorry to say that. We're seeing divas come back into wrestling where, (sighs) yes, yes, like some of the matches are are okay, but a Liv Morgan is not on the same level as an Oscar or or even an Ember Moon for that matter. You know, she's a pretty face and knows a couple of moves, but that's how the divas were at the time. And even on SmackDown right there, looking look at a person like, you know, um, Carmella, who gets a lot of attention and a lot of tile shots as well, too, from Bailey or um Lacey Evans, who I'll give this much more credibility.
2: Oh, <laughs> than, no, I was just than a Carmella. Was oh, okay, <laughs> I heard you laugh at that. I was. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah.
0: So, so, like, I, I just feel like that competitive nature that we've seen, like, maybe three or four years ago is not there for the championships. Like, um, you know, I want – it as much as you, you know, we we both have said we criticize Charlotte for hogging up the spotlight sometimes, I do miss a good Charlotte match. I'd rather see a good Charlotte match any day of the week than see what's going on with Asuka and, I don't know, Nia Jax right now or what's going on with um, – lacey evans and bailey right now you know it 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 just it doesn't scream women's wrestling to me it just screams entertainment in my opinion
2: i mean yeah i i agree with you because the first talent that sticks is the you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. i'm i'm wow it's it's kind of beyond me how i mean i get it like you say they're the chicken shit heel the annoying heel like Bailey's playing right now, but it's beyond me why some of these, hey, everybody has their own taste, but it's beyond me why these people just rave and go crazy for the iconics. So that's the first talent that sticks out. Like you said, you know, we're getting these divas, like we're getting a pretty face, but we're not getting that great in-ring ability. Not saying, not taking nothing away from them. You know, probably some people are spazzing, oh my
1: God, how are you? Get?
2: But to me, those are the first two that stick out, the iconics, where we're like, okay, diva, pretty face, subpar, you know, in-ring. Um, It just it just hurts, you know, because especially where maybe now that's why, you know, Bailey and Sasha got the straps again. But, I mean, to try to give that straps, the, the, the females tag team straps, some credibility, because, I mean, I don't know, bro. I don't know. I mean... The the main roster females division is is very shaky, bro. And I just think about organizations like Stardom, where they go to town with their female division, which is just a straight female organization, of course. Then you have NXT, like where we saw NXT take over in their house, and those women went to town, and we just got, yeah. yeah. Like you said, so I agree with you a thousand percent. We're getting just diva talent, you know, wrestling on the main roster. It's going back to that pretty face, man. And I I, I don't know because like you said. And you said in post-podcast, uh, post-podcast, you had this, you know, female revolution. So then just, now this is what we got. And it, it, it's kind of sad, in my opinion. It,
0: it is, it is. And I, and I know people are going to be like, oh, well, there's, there's still main inventing Rawls. And they are still doing that, yada, yada, yada. But you got to look at the quality of the work as well, too. Like, yeah. And this doesn't start now, guess, since Asuka's been champion. No, this kind of starts still with even Becky being champion. Because, again, Becky, great character. Great as an entertainer. But her wrestling yeah. has always been questionable. It wasn't like the most oh, captivating match whatsoever.
2: Mm-mm. um I agree with you. her wrestling has always been questionable to me. She's like um, how do I compare her? She's like the the quick bray Wyatt to me just female you know bray Wyatt, yeah. the fiend Bray Wyatt great character has his in ring development moves you know moves of doom kind of like John Cena and I think you said it as well like people give John Cena a lot of shit but look at Bray Wyatt he does the same thing it's just the characters and yeah definitely bro and and I think it would just be good to extend this rival we know Charlotte's gonna get a big push because I've saw news and read articles where Charlotte's gonna get a big push a major push so we're gonna see more um maybe they might even resurrect what they were gonna do but I think the whole pandemic Ring, which is kind of stupid, obviously because Queen of the Ring. We know Charlotte's probably gonna win it, but um, I think in order to flip this whole thing around and just start taking Oscar more serious, adding some more fire and meat to this whole females division and to this title, bro. I, this is just me, bro. It's time for the Kyrie Zayn fucking heel turn, bro. The jealousy angle, just go full fucking blown status, and I think Kyrie and Oscar would just put on bridges in my opinion, and it would just resurrect the division and that title again. You know, not saying that the title is, you know, whole Oscar parading around (laughs) away from the title. You get what I'm saying?
0: No, it it is blind. No, you you can say that it is blind. In my opinion, both titles right now for the women are bland. No matter if Bayley is the longest women's champion or no matter if Oscar's champion right now, honestly, they're like the the, uh, the tag team division. There should be only be one tag team championship. There should only be one women's championship. It only makes sense. The roster is not deep enough for two uh, rosters to go ahead and have these awesome matches with two separate titles. No. Do I agree that there should be a secondary title for women? Yeah. A women's intercontinental championship or international championship mm-hmm. would be fucking yes. fantastic right there. But there's be mm-hmm. one women's champion uh, that defines that both Raw and SmackDown. They could both jump around like they're doing with the tag team titles. It makes fucking perfect sense. It gives it prestige in a way. Um, but I definitely feel like both those titles are nothing right now. I feel like the Oscar experiment right now isn't doing anything. They're they're definitely still protecting Charlotte because even their match recently mm-hmm. last week, I think they protected her by beating Asuka in the ring as well to the main event. So which is terrible. Still
2: you, you pin your champion. Charlotte. <laughs> like they're you, still protecting the um,
0: Charlotte I think that's gonna be a bigger yeah. story down the line some way somehow where yes that was that's um her Tommy Dreamer to her Raven right there that Asuka never <laughs> beat Charlotte yeah. and when that moment happens yeah. it's supposed to be a big thing here's the thing though ECW did fucking storytelling for days you couldn't and they respected co- continuity, so you could go back four years and be like, oh, he never beat Raven whatnot, then when it finally happens, everybody's crying. No one's gonna mm-hmm. fucking remember all these matches with Asuka and Charlotte to the point when well, she does beat her, it's gonna be like, oh, she beat her.
2: Hooray! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she finally beat her. Yeah, no, I... you I, I, I did it... <clears throat> Excuse me, CW did it good, you know, they kept... All... Bro... To me, it's just like I get it, and I will always be that fucking black sheep because to me, Charlotte Flair, bro, I, she's not that talented in my opinion. Like I really don't enjoy her matches. That's just me. I'm the guy that doesn't like Undertaker. You know, y'all can act. It's whatever. Everybody has, you know, taste. Variety is a spice of life. But I mean, I just prefer seeing other talent being used. Like I was just reading something and hearing something saying that, you know. It's mind-blowing where this person said, <clears throat> and I quote, he said that Charlotte Flair elevated the NXT title. No, she didn't, you know? No, she
0: didn't. She didn't.
2: Yeah. I don't know how they're going to roll with her and Asuka, but I definitely do see that, you know, that the storyline and. The way they're doing it and they're feeding it is not gonna have such a big pop when Oscar finally defeats her. Like let's say at a WrestleMania or a SummerSlam or whatever it is, you know. So it's not it's not gonna be there. Honestly.
0: Yeah, man. You have killers in the back too, bro. Like you have you know, Shayna Baszler who's on ice right now. You have bro,
2: that's um, another thing. Yeah, like where should, Ruby where should...
0: Riot on ice too.
2: Bro, look at <clears> that! I legit forgot about Baszler, and I'm like the biggest Basler fan there is. <laughs> and on this podcast, you know, I'm always vouching for her. And like you said, you got um you definitely got killers, bro. Um, look at Raquel Gonzalez, she fucking did her thing in 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 your house, bro. Where I was like, okay, she legit displayed her talent. I would like to see her on the main roster, you know. And we saw those writings on the wall for that. Um, I I, I mean, I don't know, man. I I, I don't know. I just I just feel like I always said it's just a Flair name. That's why she's always getting pushed, bro. In my opinion, honestly. So,
0: yeah. Let me talk about my 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 least favorite match of the night, which wasn't even a fucking match, bro. Um, <laughs> yes. go
2: ahead, go ahead.
0: No, Go no, go for it. Go for it. You want you want to give it?
2: No, 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 go ahead, go ahead, let me see if I'm right.
0: <laughs> fucking Street Profits versus Viking Raiders, bro. Yes.
2: Mm-hmm. Turf. Before you get into it, I'll let you go to town. All I want to say is terrible, 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 terrible use of a cinematic style match. Yes. but but,
0: (laughs) You know what? I wouldn't even let it be if it wasn't. I I know people are very high on this segment, and I admit I laughed, but I laughed because I, I couldn't believe that they were actually pulling this off on TV. Because mm-hmm. we go from Jerry Lawler, Lawler calling Akira Tozawa Tozazo- T- T- a fucking fortune cookie on TV. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, or like a fucking ramen noodle fucking like slash.
1: Oh, ramen slash. And like,
0: he gets taken off the fucking commentary booth because of this fucking word vomit. Yet we have <laughs> Tozawa coming out with ninjas. On, like, ninja. like, like, like like fucking like Yakuza with swords on <laughs> <and> motorcycles. <laughs> What the fuck is this, bro? Oh, my God. Like, annoyed the shit out of me, bro. You
2: see, legit, legit, since we think different and we see different, because, you know, but, like, we definitely think different from Jerry Lawler, you know, not trying to get political. To me, that was fucking epic. I'm not going to, if it was taken seriously. <laughs> If, I'm not gonna lie, if taken serious, when I see the motorcycles roll up, I'm like, okay, now you got my attention. Who the fuck is this? You know what I'm saying? I'm like, all right. Then I see Tezawa come out. I'm like, okay, like, come on, give my man some credibility. tozawa has been doing his thing on Raw too as well. You know? Uh-huh. He's one of the guys and stuff like that. But then when it just went fucking comical, I was like, uh, okay, you lost me. And then especially when he was doing the thing with the hands, like, oh, uh, oh, uh, 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 uh,
0: my god. You know what? You're right. You're right. When I first saw it, I was intrigued. I was like, okay, what? fast and furious nonsense going you on here. What? Maybe we're gonna introduce a new tag team to jump people. That's I'm all voice. for exactly. it.
2: What?
0: You know, maybe it was my dudes coming from NXT well with my man um uh Phantasma and his little groupie has a little yeah. new death triangle that he has.
2: Exactly. Um yeah. I don't been- know. It, sorry for cutting you off. It could have been a fucking epic moment. Probably I'm wrong, but this is just me. It would have been an epic moment. You have the fucking motorcycles roll up and not even, but bro, you could have fucking unveil the undisputed era right then and there. You get know what I'm saying? Like, we the best yeah. asses the NXT. We run this shit. We run the taxi division. You know, now, and of course, want, take out the ninja shit. Yeah.
0: If you want to even get the ninja still though and go get semi-racist. <laughs> Which Fitz was really doing in this segment. He was, but he was. like, but like, if you really wanted to try to salvage it, I wouldn't even have been happy with like a Tozawa and fucking um uh what's his my man's name? Um Kushida
2: coming oh out my God, as a bro. tag team,
0: I would have been okay with it.
2: Fucking hit Kushida, bro. I would fucking sh- went crazy. I'm not gonna lie, yeah. that would have been epic. Yeah, because I at that moment, that's what I thought. I was like, okay. That's when the match. That little segment. I was like, that's that's when it grabbed my attention. I was like, okay, ooh, this is interesting. We got some Kawasaki's rolling up, some ninjas. See Tazawa. I I I thought like you said, bro, a new tag team. All right, let's go. I'm I'm with this. F the street prophets F the Vikings. Whatever they doing. Let me see this. You know, I pull out to go to town, but then it just went comical, and I was like, uh, and then killed it for me, bro. Was. When we have this cinematic view of just them running on a trailer, and I was just nodding my head, bro. I was I was just like I was just shaking my head. And I and I told my father, I was like, This is the problem. Cause I look at AEW, where they had double or nothing, and Khan matched his assets where he used a whole stadium. And I don't I don't remember how long that pay-per-view was, probably like two and a half, three hours almost. You get four what I'm hours, saying? Four. Wow. Oh, get that. Four hours. Four hours of epic, nonstop shit, because he yeah. knew how to maximize his assets. And then you got Vince McMahon here doing a three-hour pay-per-view, insulting my intelligence. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like,
1: that's, that's, the thing that,
2: that's the thing that pisses me off about WWE, and some people will be like, oh, bro, you just mark out and you just rage. No, <laughs> oh, bro, this... Bro, three hours of just insulting my intelligence, especially with this. I'm looking at it. And I'm like, okay, you got these guys running. You got these guys just jumping into a trash can. You got Tozawa going and then you got the big dude with the sword. And you, and then the little flashbacks. It was just terrible over me. And then when he comes out with the smoke, we got to unite. A fucking, what was it, Viking prophets or something? I'm like, <laughs> bro. I'm like, dude. It's like
0: either Vince or Bruce Prichard Sat down one day, smoked a bunch of weed, and saw Fast and Furious, Game of Thrones, yes. Yes. Um, Avengers, because he's got that Thor part with the fucking turkey leg.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, mm-hmm. uh, Bloodsport, maybe, with Tozawa in this. Yes. Uh, every cheesy ninja movie with your quintessential, you know, big, beefy black guy as a ninja, as your body muscle. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, it was just like... What do we? What? What? The, and I, I give that dude credit too because I heard he's uh hes not an XC. Um, he's not an XC yet. He's actually just working. At the dude? Yeah, with the, the big dude. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> I'll give him some kind of credit because, like, hey, if, if someone told me you're gonna get a part on a pay per view, I would do the same shit too. So,
2: <laughs> but damn, son, bro, McMahon was watching some Artemis foul, bro. <laughs> he was like, let's <laughs> get, him, let's get on my party yard, right? like, bro. It, yeah, it was it was just a terrible use of cinematic style, and then just a little flashbacks, um, bro. Overall, it was terrible, and and it sucks because these are these are guys that are fucking talented, and it just sucks because tag team division is something that needs to be saved in WWE, where we see yeah, WWE, we see other divisions taking their tag team division way more fucking serious than this. You get what I'm saying? So this match. <sighs> bro, I, I could have cared less about this match, honestly. Even oh, the little be, vignettes on Raw, terrible. Be, no. e- even
0: before people start thinking, oh, you guys are just AEW lovers. No, no, no. Impact yeah, has a fucking better tag team division than this. Yeah. North is a five far better yeah, no. um, mm-hmm. no, credible champions right there. MLW, fantastic. NXT, fantastic with their tag team division. Like, what they're doing no. right now, bro, like, I, they I can't think, do anything yeah. wrong right now.
2: Exactly. Exactly, because um, if I'm not mistaken, uh, these guys. Damn, I just forgot their name. I just blacked out because I'm Are thinking you? about his. I'm thinking about his. Nah, nah, I'm thinking about his Instagram. What's on? Cero miedo. Fucking what's his name?
0: Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Lucha, Bros. Oh, Lucha
2: Bros. They were Pentagon. tag team champions. Yeah, Pentagon. Yeah, they were tag team champions in uh, MLW, like you said. So those divisions take their tag team wrestling serious. You get what I'm saying? besides wwe i don't know why like you said i think it just goes back to where mcmahon says out of the tag team there's always going to be one star you get what i'm saying so Mm -hmm. but um terrible match i i i was wrong bro because i you know how i was wrong because i totally forgot about that match i really erased that i thought you were going to go like braun strowman or you know in that handicap match so um i don't know do you have any more bits that you want to add to that Horrible mess. Like. No,
0: just to, to put a caveat on what you said, and what Vince said before, that he only sees one star at tag teams. I definitely mm-hmm. think that he thinks Ivar. He called him Ivar. My man's name is Hanson. My man mm-hmm. Hanson, I think he he sees him as a star at that group. He's like the Otis oh. of Raw, unfortunately. When he had, <laughs> it fucking kills me a little bit, bro. Just a little bit. Um, and, of <laughs> course, uh, the Street Profits, too. I think he sees Montez four as a star. Montez- <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Course. Which, rightfully so, though. I think we all
2: know that's, that's, so. that's what I was going to say. He's not wrong there. I would have to disagree with him. Like, you know, Montez is the star out of street profits, bro. I, I can't <laughs> with Hawkins. I mean, it's I give him kudos for hanging around for so long, reinventing himself, working. You know, turning lemons into lemonades because he was like one yeah. pink.
0: He is a Genetti. yeah, uh, that group.
2: <laughs> you leave Janetti alone. <laughs> yeah.
0: I want to um, see Beefcake come back for one more segment, do a barbershop for these two right here.
2: Bro, that would be fucking great. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I would love to see that. But no, I, I agree with you. I think I, Ivar, like you said, you know, we don't like to call him Ivar, but I'm just going to call him. I find that name funny, Ivar. But um, yeah, um, he's definitely probably the star he sees him. Um, and the Street Profits. I don't, I don't know, man. So, do you see this continuing after this debacle, or what?
0: Yeah, like, they, already, they carried over on Raw as well, too, with the whole fucking skits of the ninjas going after um, the Street Profits, and... Yeah. I don't know. Like, And then you have R-Truth like, in the background, too, like, yelling there's ninjas that's around, it's crazy. That's
2: what I was gonna tell you. I feel like this is... Now that you say uh, R-Truth, because I haven't watched Raw yet, Um, I feel this is just, like, Tax team titles are like a 24-7 titles with this now, from what you're telling me. Mm -hmm. It's fucking Mm -hmm. stupid. I'm sure maybe under one of those ninja hoods, there's going to be somebody I won't be surprised if you see a Kushida, like you said, or something like that. So, um, I don't know. Terrible terrible segment, bro. But I I don't want to see no more of this.
0: (laughs) You got your summer heels right now, those ninjas. Uh, Yeah. What was your least favorite match of the night?
2: Well, my least favorite match, I would have to say, was just because of results. Uh, My least favorite match would have to be Sheamus versus Jeff Hardy. Because, Mm. yeah, I mean, great storytelling. Good good match. It was just a result that marred it for me. I mean, maybe we're going to see some more of the storyline, but... I haven't been on on board with this whole Jeff Hardy and D.Y. and the drunkie and all this shit. You know what I'm saying? So, for me to see him out there kind of... That's what I'm saying. is great storytelling. To see him out there kind of fighting, you know, for his credibility, fighting for his family, fighting for his wife, fighting fighting for his kids. You know, to prove to Sheamus, to prove to everybody, I'm not a fucking junkie. You know? To then just lose? (laughs) It's just me. It's just me. I don't know. (laughs) To then just lose, it's like... uh okay, I mean, maybe we're going to see an extension to it. I, I I don't know. Do you think we're going to see an extension? How do you feel about it? Like, the result to me, the match was cool, but the result kind of marred it because it was great storytelling. So, just lose, I don't know. How did you feel about it? So,
0: I just find it funny for a company that promotes uh, BS star anti-bullying, mm-hmm. how we have the yeah. ultimate bully right here framing somebody <laughs> for, like, a car crash, a potential almost manslaughter of Elias mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and drug addiction and then the bully actually wins at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, that's crazy right there. Um, yes. But if we're doing it from like a storytelling perspective and we're going to see Jeff Hardy get his comeuppance a little bit later on, I think that's why we have all the psychedelic Hardy retro colors for Extreme Rules. I definitely feel like that's going to be a main match. If it isn't, I'll eat crawl right now and I'll be like, alright, whatever. But, like, I kind of feel like Hardy and Sheamus are set up for some kind of fucking, I don't know, ladder match where Jeff's going to fall off of something.
2: Yeah. Like, I, I guess because the Extreme Rules is very retro, very Hardy Boys. Um, and, yeah, I mean, that's like, I, I definitely agree we will get an extension. But I agree with you a thousand percent sometimes for, for organizations that just promotes anti-bully to be a star. Bro, Sometimes the characters are fucking but- beyond terrible. <laughs> Here, here's one thing, though.
0: Who does it help, though? Th- this doesn't help Seamus whatsoever. And, this. and Jeff and, and, winning at Extreme Rules, th- it wouldn't help him either. Like, what are you doing with these it, characters?
2: This is the thing. I thought this was setting up for the Intercontinental Championship. You get what I'm saying? I thought this mm-hmm. – I mean, it went to AJ, of course, but I thought this was the buildup we were going to get. I thought we were going to get these guys to scrap uh, for that IC title. And then maybe, you know, it could have added more, whoever won could have added some solidification to them. You know what I'm saying? But it doesn't help nobody right now. It makes Seamus seem like a fucking asshole. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like a bully. It just makes Jeff seem like, okay, I, I you didn't get your opportunity, but keep fighting. You know what I'm saying? You'll get your opportunity and you'll get your win. But um, that, I think that's what it was. and. I don't know. We'll see where he goes. Um, so you think Jeff Hardy will get his win at Extreme Rules with the yeah, with everything?
0: May, maybe. I don't know. WWE does so much 50-50 booking, it's not even funny anymore. It's like, you'll win here, you'll lose here. It really doesn't matter. Who, who the fuck cares? Um, yeah. Speaking about assholes, though, I want to get your opinion on this since we never really got a chance <laughs> to speak about it. Yeah. Um, did you hear the rumors of why AJ Styles is IC champion and why he's on SmackDown?
2: uh no i I, i'm not even gonna bullshit i haven't heard all i heard from him being on smackdown all i heard was that he enjoys being on smackdown because on raw he missed uh gallows and anderson so um besides that i haven't heard nothing what is it
0: (laughs) so supposedly that the boys in the back including paul Heyman, were ribbing on aj styles for everything from his political beliefs to his religious beliefs, to the point that he was a flat earth, um, thinker as well too. And the fact that he was getting ribbed every single day from that locker room, he felt like it was like a a hazardous environment for his personality. And he wanted to be moved to SmackDown.
2: (laughs) (laughs) This is all news to me. (laughs) Bro, this is great. I did not hear that. This is all news to me. So he legit. So once again, this is a company supposedly that you know says be a star, but you're bullying your own talent. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, now, <laughs> to some extent, yeah, um, I ca- I kind of found it funny a little bit. Just- oh
2: no, it's hilarious. I'm sorry. I may sound like an asshole, but it's hilarious. <laughs> Because he's
0: AJ Styles, right? <laughs> like, who the fuck, yeah. who the fuck would like do that shit? to I see like, a person.
2: Yeah, the only like way Paul way- Heyman
0: being a schmuck, being like, yeah, yeah. Flatter, for fuck' up, go fuck off.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like with this fucking accent, the only way I would rib on AJ is because he reminds me of fucking what's that show? Uh, Fixer Upper, Chip Gaines. Yeah, you're ripping on him because he thinks the earth is flat in his freaking religion. Oh, man. I'm sorry. I'm not laughing because I'm condoning it. I'm laughing because it's, like you said, it's AJ, bro. And I can just (laughs) picture it. Get out of here, you fucking flat earth (laughs) thinking (laughs) guy.
0: Which sucks because he was having a good chemistry with a lot of people, though. Like him and Andrade, him and Mysterio, another potential matchup, maybe Seth Rollins would have been in the works as well, too. Instead,
2: now... no, I'm not mad. Sorry for cutting you off. I'm not I'm not mad to see him on SmackDown because I think SmackDown <clears throat> needs a big player. And I think AJ will fill that role as a big player because I don't think Fiend is going to cut it. I don't think. It. You know, AJ definitely, <clears throat> excuse me, pardon me. <clears throat> AJ definitely cuts that mold where he's that big star to, you know, I, mean, I don't even think Brian cuts it. I don't think Nakamura cuts it because Nakamura is, Quite honestly, fed up where he's at. You get what I'm saying. So I think AJ definitely. I'm not. I'm not mad. I'm not mad. And this is very reminiscent of you know when he came in and he had his great run. Like he said, you know, SmackDown is the house that AJ built. You get what I'm saying. So I'm all for it. I'm really not mad for the change. I think it was needed, and I think it's great. So I think that's why they put the IC strap on him. Um, but continue. Sorry.
0: Um, let's go through the matches right here. How did you feel about the women's tag team match? Was it? I
2: mean, I personally it was, thought it was fun. It was, it was, it was, bro. It was. I won't lie. That that one, and um, yeah, that's one of my favorite matches of the night. I think the women's tag team matches, um, taxi match, great opener. It was short and sweet. I think if it would have extended any more than the length, I think it was like about probably the nine minutes or the ten minute mark. Um, I think it would have just. If it wouldn't went any longer, it would have just been terrible. It would have been kind of like WrestleMania. Kabuki Warriors versus um Bliss and um Cross. Um Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed it. We saw different things, a lot of the mixing up of um all three teams. I think the style was great as opposed to just having like just two women in there, just having that, you know, that triple tret style to it. I think it was great. Um overall it was a fun match, bro. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh for for opening, I, I was saying this to my dad when we watched, I was like, okay, so far this is my favorite fight of the night. Um, How would you feel about it?
0: Yeah, I liked it. I liked it. This is a match where I like the Iconics. I feel like they work perfectly well in this match. Um, mm-hmm. Bailey and Sasha just, to me, elevate that division a little bit more now. They put mm-hmm. stakes to it, um, especially yes. with um, Bailey calling herself what is it? <laughs> Dose belts? Oh, no, no,
2: no, 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 no. I hate what is that. it? <laughs> I hate that with a passion. You saw her tweet. I don't know what the fuck she tweeted, but she likes to be called bailey those straps no 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 bailey those straps nah bro like come on man it, it's terrible first of all it's i mean it it just doesn't hold no weight because you know you got becky two belts you get what i'm saying so bailey those straps like what do you do i mean the tweet was cool it brought more heat to her like i think she did a tweet or something where she was like oh you know, don't call me ba- uh, Bailey Two Belts. Call me Dust Straps, you sheeps, or whatever, blah, blah, blah. So, I mean, it brought more heat, but uh, I'm not I'm not with it. But they definitely do elevate the titles, and they bring legitimate um, credibility to them because, you know, they were the first women to win it. And to me, since the Kabuki Warriors, they were probably the ones that added more credibility to them. You know, if it wasn't them, it was Kabuki Warriors. So, um I was just going to ask you, how do you feel about Bliss and Cross? You know, because obviously the iconics are going to be in the mingle in the mix of this. How do you feel about uh, Bliss and Cross action? Um, you know what?
0: I, I kind of feel that that ship has sailed already with, with mm-hmm. the tag team. I think that it's about time to see Alexa Bliss come back to being a single star because yeah. everything I saw in this match, to me, in my opinion, this was Alexa Bliss, one of her best matches I've seen in a long time. She was hitting everything phenomenally. Uh, she was on mm-hmm. point. She looks great. She looks like her in-ring has gotten even better than it was like about two or three years ago as a single star. So mm-hmm. I, I'm back on board with the Alexa Bliss and mm-hmm. Queen of the Mountain again. Like If anything, a match that we really haven't seen yet, which I would be interested in, is a feud between Alexa Bliss and Charlotte
2: why do I feel like we saw that? Are you sure we haven't seen that?
0: I feel like it was very minute. Like, it was, like, maybe a week or two because I remember her main feuds were, like, you know, her Baileys or Sasha Banks's, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. things of that nature, but she never did, like, a deep, deep feud, whether as a babyface or a heel with Charlotte. And, and... I don't know. I just, I think with um, Bliss being like a baby face right now, it kind of works a mm-hmm. little bit. Uh, Charlotte could use that to her advantage, you know, calling her short stuff, all that fucking shit sure, that she sure. could. I think it, it could be a fun little be a star moment would, right there.
2: It would, it would, it would work. Uh, definitely the size does help. Like you said, I could just see Charlotte big booting the shit out of her for being short. You get what I'm saying? Just come in, bullying her, and that would just make for great heel face work. You know, so definitely I see that, and I'm I'm aboard. Before we get to that, though, I would like to see you know maybe a little either Nikki Cross turn or Alexa Bliss. You know, kind of like yeah, you know what, you hold me back, blah blah blah, because I still feel Nikki Cross is a star in her own right, and I just don't want to see her overshadowed. You get know what I'm saying? Um, that's just me though. But um, yeah, I think it's time. I I, I agree with you. I I saw Alexa Bliss and she, bro, she was she was hitting um. Everything, bro. She was on point. Like she in my opinion, she did the best out of everybody. You know, everybody had their little moments and stuff like that, and they all mixed up well. But for Bliss, bro, she was hitting that stride. She reminded me of that bliss that came in, you know. Like I'm I'm you know, I'm the head bitch in charge. You get what I'm saying? So I definitely agree with you a thousand percent. It's time for her to get to that. But let's see some Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss and you know, propel at least cross as a singles competitor, let's just not overlook her because this has kind of hurt her in my opinion where we just have her sitting like a buffoon on a fucking commentary table. (laughs) You get what I'm saying? Yes.
0: Well, see, here's the thing. I think like Cross is going to get hurt no matter what, man. Um, Because she is so integrated into this Alexa Bliss character that I don't know what she would be after this. Like she's completely changed her look. Like, it's now that, you know, the tight tights, which I love. I love looking at Nikki (laughs) Cross (laughs) flexing all all day, all day, every day. Um, But I feel like it doesn't fit her character still. And even on Twitter, she's even writing, like, oh, this is a sexy Scottish lass coming to kick Mm -hmm. some ass. I'm like, all right, (laughs) like, sure, (laughs) no problem. But, like, I don't know. It's just... for her to turn heel, I can't see her in this character, and I wouldn't want her to revert back to, like, the whole sanity character. Sanity. So it's like, what do you do?
2: Oof. That's true. I mean, she's, she's the one that's going to get hurt at the end of this, but um, send her to SmackDown, bro. I mean, I got, I got a great partner. I got a great little dancing partner, in my opinion. We, uh, Tamina. You're trying to make Tamina a psychopath. You're trying to make Tamina a mental patient. Send Nikki mm, Cross yes. out there. Just have both of them go to town on each other, you know, if she reverts to that sanity character. I think that would be money right there, in my opinion.
0: Mm, mm. I, I like it. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. I don't want to see anybody get called up right now, too, from from NXT. I, yeah. I feel that, like, we're going to get, like, people like Chelsea Green getting called up because yeah. she don't looked at Vince Likes, mm-hmm. unfortunately. But, like, I, I just don't want to see that. Like, her... Who's another one that, that people love? Well, Vince would love to. What's her name? Um, Something Vanessa um, Bourne?
2: Yeah, Vanessa Bourne. I definitely forgot about her. Or even, Aaliyah. even Aaliyah. Aaliyah, too. Really,
0: all yeah, those girls right there stuff. that are doing nothing for NXT. But yeah. like, they just job. They're like all oh, SmackDown Raw brown, bound.
2: <laughs> no, I, I agree with you, and it's just because of looks. I would actually like to see Aaliyah. This is a strain real quick. I would actually like to see Aaliyah. Join Robert Stone, you know, since Chelsea Green left him. And, you know, he was trying to recruit Aaliyah at one point. So, you know, have Aaliyah recruited by Robert Stone, have a little Chelsea Green rivalry going on. I mean, but the thing is, like you said, Chelsea Green already that, – that's her name, right, Chelsea Green? Yeah. Okay, yeah, no, I, I, for some reason I thought I was saying it wrong. Um, you know, um, she already has a stamp of approval with Charlotte Flair. Like you said, she has the look. But before they call her up, like you said, I would like to see that right there. Honestly, just, you know, mix up a little bit, then call her up. Like you said, um, no call-ups, though. I agree, no call-ups. Just maximize on what you got right now and build what you got right now, in my opinion.
0: Uh, let's think about the WWE Universal Championship match, Braun Strowman in the handicap match with Miz and Morrison. I know you don't like it, but did you at least like the little video, the Backstreet Boy video that came before it?
2: <laughs> I I mean that was cool. I'm I'm not gonna lie. That 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 was kind of funny. That was kind of funny. But I was just thinking to myself, this is this is the, the shenanigans that get people. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Yeah. And then people are just like blinded by the whole story, the whole problem. I admit it. I'm I'm hard, bro. I'm hard because we grew up on an era where we had a great wrestling. So now just for you to just try to throw the veil over my eyes with a backstreet video boy, which is funny as entertaining. I get it, It's entertainment. It was cool. It was funny, but the match made no fucking sense in my opinion. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So um, I wasn't really for this match. Um, all I really enjoyed as well was when, when they said that Tucker would, I mean, Otis is pregnant with a turkey.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I lost it when I saw Otis. You said I was pregnant with a turkey, you know? So, uh, but yeah, no, the match was very, you know what? One thing, too, also, there was a few overall, this match had it, but overall, uh I remember Randy Orton tweeting, uh, talking shit about leg slapping and NXT in your house. I'm surprised nobody took a shot at fucking Backlash because Backlash had a lot of botches, bro, and we yeah, saw... But- some botches in this match. You get what I'm saying? Where I think Strowman was trying to connect the kick or a boot somebody. And I forgot what, I forgot what the botch was, but I'm thinking to myself like, wow, bro, there's a lot of botches and backlash tonight. So, um, but overall, I really have nothing positive to say about the match. I think it's just a a stagnant way to hold the title. Um, But maybe it's just because, like you said, Bray Wyatt was celebrating the birth of his second uh, son, um, things like that. So, um, I don't know, really don't have much to say. So you can take this match over, bro. I really didn't enjoy it.
0: <laughs> I love Mister Morrison. So like I always find him entertaining, but this match had no point to it whatsoever. It's just, <laughs> an, uh, I guess, uh, a little bit of a history note right now that, you know, John Morrison finally got a got a world championship title shot in, one, in a way since he never yeah. had one before in his previous run. So I'm like, cool, you got that. But like, you're not going to come back to this whatsoever. And yeah. you 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 make both of them look a fool of one guy beating two top stars right there. So they're in yeah. my opinion, they're not worthy for any fucking title whatsoever. No, they get no the job done. Yeah.
2: Um, see, if if they were, if this was maybe Attitude Era, it would have worked. But I mean, nowadays it wouldn't work because what I saw, it, it would have been epic. This is just me. What I saw, like yo, can of lay cool you know what i'm saying like that that would have been epic if you would have had morrison and Miz being the male version of lay cool where we saw michelle i would have been happy with that would have been happy as well like that would have been so epic but you didn't capitalize like you said you squashed both talent they're no longer credible for anything in my opinion right now like you said so um very pointless match maybe it was just to to you said Bray Wyatt was seized for Friday, so we'll probably see Bray Wyatt come back into this title picture again. So, How, how did
0: you feel about the new gimmick with Strowman? The Strowman Express? What is it? The,
2: the, Strowman, the Strowman Express, bro. I, I have not been on board for that shit since I'm, I'm not on board on that Strowman Express, bro. Because if anybody is like our good friend Jeremy likes to say, what is it, paperweight champion or Bush champion? It's Strowman, man. And, 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 and I, you know what? I, I applaud him because he got whatever it is. He had the little ground ball. He picked it up and he kept it running. He picked up the fumble, you know. But Strowman, you're just here because Roman Reign is not competing because, you know, because of the whole pandemic. You know what I'm saying? So, but um I, I don't, I, yeah. bro, I, he's just a transitional champion. That's all I see him as. I really could care less, honestly. Not a board. Or the Stroman Express. How do you feel about it? <laughs> Actually, it
0: looks like a, it's like H rain yeah. all over again.
2: <laughs> it, it it does. I saw that they took it up a notch though for the backlash pay-per-view where you had the steam going. <laughs> up like, oh, really? Actually, I know one person that's aboard the fucking Stroman Expresses and shout out to my dad. Like he loves it. He even looked up the shirt. He was like Oh, this, this shirt is kind of nice. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get that for his birthday now. Mark my words. That's his now. <laughs> he, he, he's aboard the Strowman Express, but I was like, nah, bro. Paperweight champion, man. So, um, But overall, how would you feel about the match? Like, you know, a botches aside, like, what input yeah. do you have towards it?
0: No input whatsoever. Miz and Morrison are not going to get a towel shot. Anytime yeah. soon, um, they're going to be relegated to backstage segments and or whatever feud is going to come out of this, which sucks because all over the world, my man, John Morrison, um, John Hennigan, Johnny Nitro, Johnny Impact, <laughs> you know, you know, Johnny Lucha, Johnny Mundos, yeah, Johnny you know, Mundo's, yeah. <laughs> you know, he's been doing his thing everywhere and every corporation yeah. every federation has been a top star has been their champion everywhere even in triple a you know he's been their champion and for a guy just now to look like this. untapped potential yeah, yeah he's like yeah. how he came, how he left the first time is exactly that's what what he, he, is.
2: Yeah. he is now he came back so yeah, and that's what pisses me off to the like 10th degree because it's like as you stated triple a champion Johnny Mundo, uh, fucking, he went out there did his thing and Luciano bro. Everywhere he's gone, a star. So then, just basically, what it was was like, okay, we're gonna give you the boo, John John Morrison. We're gonna hit pause on you. You're gonna come back. We're gonna hit resume. You know what i That's all it is. That's all it is. He's not getting a great singles run. Tag him up with the Miz. I, I'm I'm a little disappointed. I thought he was gonna do his thing and I thought we were gonna see Morrison shine, bro, because. He, he's, he's a phenomenal talent, bro. He's a phenomenal talent. I think he just likes it and he's cool with it because legit him and Miz are just like probably best friends out of this. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, very much I think so. He's, he's cool with it.
0: So how did you feel about the WWE Championship match? Drew McIntyre defending his title against Bobby Lashley, Bro, I got to say, I love this match. I love it. Like, I, like everything. I see. Everything. <laughs> Everything from like the, the full yeah. Dell, the full yeah. Nelson from the start, from MVP yeah. talking trash throughout the whole entire match. There was even points where I kind of felt like well, maybe they might pull the trigger on lastly just for the hell of it, just Ooh, to make everybody really? surprised. Really? Really? I kind of felt like they're gonna just like I, they're, they were gonna swerve somebody because hmm. they're really high on lastly. Maybe it's because of the bullshit they put him through for like six months. They're like, hey, he's your mulligan now, here's your trophy for putting up all <laughs> yeah. that bullshit. Uh, yeah. which I don't think it would have hurt Drew. If anything, if Drew would have got it back at Extreme Rules, it would have worked out for me. Um mm-hmm. If anything, that would have probably made me feel like they have more faith in Drew if Drew were to get the title back. He's not like a, a one champion, one and done champion.
2: So, yeah. like,
0: you know, I don't know. Like, I'm very high in this feud. I think they have awesome chemistry. They were doing outstanding moves together from like you know that 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 reverse alabama slam that drew likes to do on little guys he Mm -hmm. did perfectly on lastly lastly just going to town with all his signature moves the spear and the complete shot you know um little different things you know and then incorporating some mma into his his arsenal as well too Mm there's a lot of things i loved about it like i think this is the most we've seen lastly taken seriously since probably 2003 to 2004 I think Sorry, so. two thousand six. Excuse me, two thousand six, two thousand five. Around that time.
2: Yeah, I mean, it it had its moments. I won't lie. It's it's a few that I do want to see because we. It's just very reminiscent of Impact Wrestling. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, those guys were putting on five star matches out there, so um, I'm all for it. I just feel that, like I said, sometimes I get in my head and just. The whole line of shit was just kind of not letting me get into it because I was like, these guys are gonna go out here, tear the house down because they have fucking chemistry. But sure as hell, line is gonna come marching out. You get what I'm saying? And maybe that was yeah. just me being being foolish. I should have just appreciated the match. But um, I'm not saying it's the worst match, you know. Even though fucking Bobby Lashley almost killed McIntyre. he He almost really did, bro. But um. I would like to see this review go on, but go on without Lana. That's my thing cuz I feel like it's uh I feel like it's a, like a Lashley McIntyre feud, but it I, it feels like a triangle, you know, cuz we still have Lana in it. To me just cut off Lana, bro, and just go to town with each other. And I love Nova right now going in with the toy. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> yes I love it. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, like that that but it was good. It was good. I'm wild. Um. Great, great match, and I want to see it. I want to see it continue, bro. They have chemistry. Um, but it's just Lana, bro. I, I'll, I'll be picking. I'll repeat it. I sound like a broken record. Just already skipped that umbilical cord, man. Just let these two guys go to town, these three guys, man, because they're so great together. You know, okay. so in. on Raw,
0: basically just give a little bit more clarity on the situation, which is mm-hmm. a little weird. It could go either way. So they did the whole segment where you know they blame Lana for the. For the yeah. loss and Lana so was like yada 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 and then lost lossly look at lossly
1: wow.
0: losly yeah, love it oh, um access for the divorce and you know it's this little little thing right there but here's the here's the the, the takeaway I got from it mm. so uh on Raw 2, another segment happened where I guess they were trying to make a makeshift tag team with Liv Morgan and Natalia. They lost oh, to the God. iconics, and La- Natalia's back to being like a heel. I hate everybody, I'm a heart. No oh, one respects God. me, no one loves me. Jeez,
2: right? Yeah. Bro, give her the boot too. I'm tired of Natalia. Okay, yeah. okay.
0: So the divorce ex- segment like ends right there. we have Lana confused in the background and Natalia confused oh. in the background. And they both come together, and they're like, yeah, no one understands us, and they just look at each other. I'm all down for that. I'm all down for Lana being, like, Natalia's manager. Like, it works in a way. In a weird, stupid, annoying way. I think they both need each other to be relevant right now.
2: I thought you would have said Morgan actually needs Lana to be relevant. I don't know. That would be too weird, bro. Like... This whole let's be honest angle. <laughs> yeah, <bro. laughs> so, I mean, um bro, honestly, right now, as harsh and as crazy as it sounds, where some people are just probably spazzing out right now, and they're like, oh, my God, Jay Rant Saying, yeah, yeah. Bro, I could care less for Natalia and Lana, bro. Honestly, right now. Um, waste of space? Waste. Definitely waste of space where, um to me, Natalia just lingers because she's a heart. I mean, she does have some talent, like you said, that she does bring out something in some talent, you know, where she elevates them. But let's be honest. They're not doing nothing with her, man. And right now, bro, right now, right now, oh, bro, that's – bro, oh, my God, right now the NXT females division is fucking great. I would love to see, like, a Nexus invasion, just of females going to town on <laughs> – <laughs> bro,
0: I would love People that. have been saying they
2: want a Nexus return. Yes, there you go, bro. Have have fucking shazzy Blackheart. Have Ruby Riot join. You get what I'm saying? Like, oh I'm not I'm being misused and you know, we have seen that with her and Blackheart.
0: Taking like the C like the C M Punk like rolling mm-hmm. away.
2: Yeah, exactly. Taking the CM Punk roll in the way. And then just have Raquel Gonzalez, uh, fucking Dakota Kai, um who else is out there maybe a Mia Yim but you know she's involved with Candice LeRae right now just lead the charge man and clear out you know out how do they say out with the old in with the new you know what yep. I'm saying and in a way she can elevate that talent she will be used to maximize that and they'll put on some great matches and completely just drift off you know and fade into black I, I, I mean I, I think it's time bro I, I may sound. I think it's time for fresh female talent to be on the main roster. In my opinion,
0: it's yeah. Time. In order to have some good wrestling, or at least that, that that dichotomy of entertainment plus good wrestling, you have to give people chances. You can't rely on the old the old bar yeah. to to carry the the roster whatsoever. You look at it on SmackDown side as well too, where there's some people there like um you know as much as I love Naomi and I feel like she is an asset to the She's company as well boy. too. One. She's done everything that she can do right now. Like she cannot get any higher than where she's at.
2: Mm-hmm. That's
0: that's it. She could be a heel. She tried out the whole team bad stuff. It just didn't go anywhere. Didn't go um, the whole EDM trippy machete thing. It worked <laughs> out for her for about three years. But like you, you can't ride that coattail like anymore. Like
2: that's it. No, I agree. You know, I think it's time for like you said. Naomi has done everything. Naomi, she is an asset. She's great. She's great talent. Um, you know, it's, t- it's time for, for new people. You know, it's time for Samina Snuka to get her shine. You get what I'm saying? She's definitely been mistreated and misused, in my opinion. Um, and it's time for her to bring up some NXT talent. Liv Morgan could have been great, but you just gave her this stupid prepubescent teen, you know,
1: like, I don't know what's <laughs> to <laughs>
2: So, um... If Ruby Ruby I was gonna say Ruby yeah, Ruby Riot. Why was I like, I was gonna say Ruby Blackheart. Uh Ruby Riot, definitely misused, bro. Honestly, man. She's fucking great as a heel with that work she was doing with Natalia. You know, um I don't know, man. I think it's definitely the female's division on the main roster needs a touch up, bro. Honestly.
0: All right. Let's get to the main event here. I have, my like, thoughts about this. I'm going to tell you this much. I prefer the Lastly and McIntyre match over this. Ralph as, an I don't
2: an, as an event, really? Yep. Or just better?
0: Um, As better. I'll tell okay. I have my reasons why. I have my reasons why. But, like, I know a lot of people love this match. I know a lot of people love the presentation and all the bells and whistles that came along with it. I know Edge got injured during this match as well, too. So,
2: yeah, dead, yeah. my heart
0: goes out to him, busting his ass. Mm-hmm. But go go for it. How did you feel about this match from start? For how it started first with the whole with everything, the bells and whistles.
2: <laughs> first of all, I want to say I feel I feel that this rivalry, this feud, is going to culminate in an Iron Man match. I still feel, bro. We saw Mania; they went thirty minutes plus. Here they went forty-four minutes, forty-five seconds. I think it was. This is going to culminate in a fucking Iron Man match. It sh- it should have been an Iron Man match. But I think it's gonna culminate in that. Um, first of all, as well, the the greatest match ever, gimmick hurt this, in my opinion, because this was a good match. It was a good match. Take away that greatest wrestling match ever, bro. Phenomenal match. Just the gimmick hurt it, in my opinion. You know, it shouldn't have been promoted as that. Cause I think these two guys, any 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 night of the week, they could go out there and put on a good show. Um, I didn't like like you said, The Greatest Showman is probably... I know you feel the same way. The Greatest Showman is probably the movie of all time, favorite musical. That movie hits on so many levels for me. You know, especially for... I'll, I'll, I'll get I'll get into it and I'll rant, especially for having, you know, fucking one arm. You know, for having a nub. That movie hits on so many levels. So I think that kind of... was just stupid to throw this here, in my opinion. Um, very gimmicky. I did not appreciate... The Earl Hebner introducing. Uh, I, I oh, just
0: oh no, no. How, Howard Finkel.
2: Oh Earl Hebner, you hear me? Howard Finkel, yeah. Oh, um, if,
0: if Earl Hebner would have showed up as the ref, all hell would have broke loose too.
2: <laughs> Bro, yeah, Howard Finkel. I just didn't appreciate that because that just reminds me of uh the hologram of Pocket Coachella. You get what I'm saying? These yeah. people that you know. Let them rest in peace. You get what I'm saying. I don't think this was needed, in my opinion, with the whole MSG old school mic where we just have here drop and then just hear the voice of Howard Finkel. I I didn't appreciate that. That was just very weird. Like I said, um, that, taking all that shit aside, bro, all, take strip all that gimmick aside. It was it was a great match. I mean, um, all that gimmick. That's how I just feel about all that gimmick. Um, I don't I, before I just elaborate on how I felt about the match and we break it down more. How did you feel about all that gimmick from The Greatest Showman, from The Greatest Wrestling Match Ever, from the Howard Finkel, from the old school MSG Mike? How did you feel about those bells and whistles? Like, did it sell you all?
0: None of it did. None of it did. Like, I felt like maybe uh, like right. If you would have switched this match where we got a mania, I think that would have made more sense with all this craziness that you were doing. And I think if you would have gave us this match of Mania, and let's say the last Man Standing match here at Backlash,
2: mm-hmm. would
0: have made total sense. Like, the story makes fucking perfect sense in that in that way. Like, if, mm-hmm. if I were to watch this feud in the vacuum and just say this match, then that match afterwards, I could probably appreciate both matches together now. But that didn't happen. So you're having this match right here. The Howard Finkel, old-school MSG Mike made no sense whatsoever. Why? Number and one, that. I understand they're trying to go big match feel, but mm-hmm. Howard Finkel is not relative to any of their matches whatsoever. If you wanted to bring a an announcer from their past uh, to kind of relive what these men went through in the past, like 20 years of wrestling, yeah. bring out Lillian fucking Garcia. She still fucking announces sometimes. She has her own podcast. She's synonymous with both these men right. calling both their matches. That would have been great.
2: I forgot about Lillian. That's true, bro. That's right there. That's that's you hit the nail on the head. That's money. Yeah.
0: Well, that's one right there. Two, if you want to get the nostalgic thing going on, why don't you just fucking switch the commentary team and bring people that actually mean something to both these guys, a triple H, a, a Christian, they could both do fucking commentary as well too. You can't True. do a JR or whatnot, but fucking, if you want somebody to kind of reel in, put in Michael Cole, Michael Cole can reel both of those dudes in and keep the match together. Like keep the cold about, match perfectly.
2: What about a brash um, No, maybe. Mm,
0: I feel like Bradshaw is just – he phones it in so much. He phones it in way too much. I feel like Michael Cole does sometimes too. But when Michael Cole is on, he's on. Like I still have fond memories of the Cruiserweight Classic and Michael Cole is still going in. And like yeah. He was actually having fun calling wrestling. And I just – they gave me like goosebumps right there because um, I know how good Michael Cole could be if, if you give him the chance. Yeah. Um, I really think just having that commentary booth and just like you know, you know, someone on Edge's side, someone on Orton's side, and Mm -hmm. then one middle guy right there. Even a fucking Moro would be great, but Moro has no connection. But he would have brought the Wild Factor. Mm -hmm. But the Wild Factor would have he would have sold the shit out of this match right there from the commentary.
2: He would have. Yeah, from all those. Sorry for cutting you off. Before you continue, from he would have amplified all those old moves from like the Execution to the Rock Bottom to the. If I'm not mistaken. We saw a sharpshooter, right? If I'm not mistaken. An like, attempt for a sharpshooter. An attempt, yeah. Like he would have even though it was an attempt, he would have sold the shit out of it, you know? So yeah. I agree with Straight
0: you. Up. No. From Calgary all the way to Toronto, <laughs> a shooter's in the mix, a sharpshooter. <laughs> mamma mia. <laughs> As the new Hitman 43 comes out for the PlayStation 5, we we'll can see a Hitman right here in our presence. <laughs>
1: Yo, Bullshit. All, man.
0: But like yeah. something right there that would have just, I don't know, it just... I don't know. It would have made my chops lick a little bit more for this match right there. If you had that, if you were going this way anyway, might as well use your resources the best you could. Now, let's say they mm-hmm. can't because of COVID and yada yada yada. Just do away with the with the Howard Finkel. I feel like that was bad taste.
2: That that, yeah. that was very that was very bad taste and poor taste in my opinion. And this like I said, I just compared it to the whole pocket Coachella where it was like, bro, these people let them rest in peace, you know and it, it, it just weirded me out. I'm like, nah, man. And So, uh, j- just real quick, uh, do you feel like like I feel or maybe this match really legit needed a gimmick? Or they could have just went out there in a singles regular match? and it back?
0: No, I think they, they could have. I think they could have. Well, you know what? No, I'm going to take that back. Sorry. No. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say no. Because... One more point I want to make before we get into the match itself. Yeah, yeah, uh, I know you were
2: going to say something. Yeah,
0: just just the last point I was going to say was I feel like, just imagine if Taker has his last match and you have Paul Bear speaking in the fucking like, oh yes, my Taker, <laughs> I love it. I would, I would be fucking kind of pissed off because my man Percy's dead, bro, and yeah. using his his voice and his name and his his fame. For no fucking reason, just to uh, get a cheap pop out of the crowd, or that's no crowd, or, or just on TV. Oh, that's another
2: thing, bro. You reminded me. That's another I know. thing. I know. Yeah, I know. I know. Oh, that's another thing that you killed go, the match. Go go go
0: into it. Go into, <laughs> it, go
2: into <laughs> it. Go it. That was another thing that Cause, killed because it fucked
0: me. me up. It fucked yeah. me up a lot.
2: It, it did fuck me up as well because I was watching the match. I'm talking to my father. I'm drinking my beer, having a good time, and I'm like, bro. These little 10 to 8 fucking NXT stars can't be that loud. (laughs) But it just just didn't register. It just didn't register. So the match kept going. There was one moment that had a big pop. And I'm like, bro, so you're legit filling in fake crowd noise? Like, really? It just kind of takes away from... First of all, it takes away from the gimmick, in my opinion. I, I, I may sound stupid right now, but it just takes away from the gimmick, which is the greatest wrestling match ever. You add in fake filler crowd. It kind of shows that you have faith in these guys to put on a great match. You get what I'm saying? Where you just have to add background noise to it. it, it that's just me. I just Like I said, I don't know. Sometimes I just analyze very different. But um it was just it, it took away it took away from the match, bro. It, in and a lot of people are disgusted with it and unhappy with it on social media. I forgot about that. But go ahead. No no,
0: you're right. You're a hundred percent right. I felt the same exact way as well too. I felt that it took away from the match. I felt like it didn't pay too much respect to what we were watching as well too, and makes us feel like we're stupid or something like that. Like 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 are we all that gullible to think that there's a fucking thousand people in the attendance right now? Um <laughs> Wait. Now I'll say this. If this was on like the live audio feed where they yeah. were hearing this, maybe I can deal with that because maybe like a person like Edge, you know, he needs to hear that crowd to be mm-hmm. motivated to like, you know, perform. Some yeah. wrestlers need that. They need that that sound, the audience, to kind of get there to really feel that, that 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 I don't know, get to the next gear. Mm-hmm. But I'm not I- I'm gonna call bullshit on that too, though. Go ahead. Because this, I feel wasn't a, a complete match. Um, there were so many editing techniques and mm-hmm. cuts and panaways that I feel like all this match was rehearsed and shot in different sections and parts to make a perfect match.
2: I agree. And it was just you see that right from the beginning where they were trying to one up each other, where it was like, okay, I'm doing this. I'm one upping you. You're going to one up me. That was very rehearsed and very, Mm -hmm. um, like you said, plotted out way before, you know, in the recording, like this is what we're going to do. Um, also, of course, you know, the, the, the rock bottom with all that shit and stuff like that, bringing out other people's finishers and stuff like that. Rehearsed, panned out, um, scripted, um, very scripted, uh, But continue, go ahead, though. What other moments did you feel that were just kind of very, you know, panned out?
0: Straight up from the beginning, bro. Straight up from the beginning where they did their entrances, the referee Mm -hmm. magically fucking appears out of thin air. It wasn't Charles Robinson. I think it's Charles Robinson. He comes out with the old school fucking Mm -hmm. WCW fucking ring attire. So I was like, what the fuck's going on over here with the bow tie? But, like, yeah. he, like, materializes out of nowhere. And that's when I finally said to myself, this is not going to be a regular match. This is going to be cutaways. This is going to be a fabrication of what a match could be. And I feel like... Huh, hmm. Like, if that is the case, are you proud of that type of match?
2: True. It makes you feel that way. It makes you think that way. And also makes you think, like, how much you think of the crowd, how much you think of the WWE universe you get what I'm saying so yeah, yeah consider
0: it's just it's just it, that it just makes me feel like I feel like I know that both of these guys can get away with a solid singles match if maybe given the time or I yeah, don't know both. but like I feel like maybe they weren't confident on whether if edge could pull it off a of 40 minutes in a straight no. wrestling match or if Randy could be as entertaining as well too
2: it's it's also I feel like maybe maybe this is me very like reading in between the lines like I was telling my father, um, the fact that he pulled off the RKO, the fact that they've wrestled before, the fact that this is Edge's returning opponent since a nine since nine years. You get what I'm saying from that neck from the neck injury where they said, "Bro, one move you're a paraplegic away." You get what I'm saying. Um, I just think we're seeing this because maybe, as a dance partner, the only person he trusts is Orton. you get what I'm saying? maybe that maybe that's just me reading in between the lines, but I just feel that maybe he's just okay, I'm coming back, I know I have this you know, I'm returning from this neck surgery and all that, but the only person that I really do trust on the roster is Orton. you get what I'm saying, and like you said uh if this was maybe, I'll, I'll say it from the beginning, if this was a man match from the jump, or if this would have been a legit singles match, co-main event, I always use those words, um, they would have been phenomenal. And these guys would have went out there if they would have just been like, okay, you know what? Go out there, go to town on each other, have fun. You know, of course, trust in each other, but have fun. And they would have had a phenomenal match, bro. All this bullshit aside, greatest match, the scripted, the referee, the gimmick, the intro—it it, it hurt it. And like I told you, I got I got into a Instagram argument. I don't even want to say a argument, but a back and forth with some guy. And I'm like, bro, the match would have been great without a gimmick, you know. And he called me an AEW Mark. I'm like, no, bro, it's just facts. It did not need a gimmick. These guys are great. These guys are legends, you know. So um, I agree with you. If you just give it the time. For these two dudes who go to town on each other, I think it would make a great match. But I just think we're just seeing Randy and Edge because I feel that uh, Edge just trusts Randy out of everybody on the main roster. You know, we oh. even saw Charles Robinson when he went with the RKO, like ah, you get what I'm saying. And then the fact that he brought the punt back—that's that's, that's very—you have to fucking trust a guy. That's one thing I did love, though. I fucking lost it when I saw the punt, but go ahead, though. <laughs> no. No, punt, punt was
0: great. Like the move exchanges were great. The drama was there. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. This is what they did with with, with Champa and um, and Gargano in that last match. They fabricated the feeling of what that match is, what the drama is, yeah. and sometimes that happens organically, man. Like those moments, those looks, the, that that surprise, that that feeling, that happens organically in a match, and okay. um. I felt like they were purposely fabricating little parts. Like if you look Mm -hmm. at this match, there really wasn't any botches.
2: There wasn't. I agree. There
0: was maybe one part where I think Orton was going for like, like a little shotgun to the ropes. And Ed's kind of like, (laughs) I don't know if he, he missed misjudged the step or, (laughs) or, or or something where he got, he he got like hung in there, but it worked though. It looked good. But um, everything else looked like picture perfect. And I know that can't be the case. Like, there were certain cuts from the camera from different ways, from different angles that show that this was an edit. So, I kind of feel like they rehearsed the shit out of this match. Like, they went like, okay, this this is the part where we're going to do the jumping RKO. Okay, nailed it. Cool. This is the part where we're going to do the rock bomb out of nowhere. The pedigree. Like, segments.
2: Um... Uh, wow, hold on. I'm googling it and and I'm googling because I'm trying to find a date real quick. And I'm googling and it says, When was the greatest showman set? (laughs)
0: I'm sorry, (laughs)
2: um,
0: a magical year
2: exactly, magical. Um, but I'm trying to see, and uh, you're right because I think after the main event, we saw the news that Edge was injured in the match, and if I'm not mistaken. What's today's date? Damn, bro, I'm terrible with fucking date. Um, this was last Sunday, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, this was last Sunday. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, I think I read an article this match was recorded like on June 7th, June 6th yep. or something
0: like that. Yeah, you know? it was recorded like almost was, a week before. Like,
2: a week before. So everything you're saying holds foundation and it's uh, you know, and it's true because if you record it a week before, you're really practicing, and you're really sitting here saying, okay, that didn't look good. Try this, or let's mix this in. You get what I'm saying? So maybe that's why uh, it, it came through and shined through as very fabricated and very uh, you know, play-like. As weird as it sounds, I can't find a good word for it. No, you're but right. Maybe that's why it's came like that. But what yeah.
0: scares me, though, is this now. Now that WWE essentially knows how to alter their own fucking match, like, what's there to say that they can do this with any fucking kind of match now? Like, you will never know if someone's actually a decent wrestler. They can make fucking the great Khali do a hurricanrana mm-hmm. if they want to. Like, <laughs> and make it look good somehow, some way at this moment in time. Because, like, they don't have to rely on a live crowd. They don't have to rely on a live setting. They can make as many cuts cool. as possible. And you might have a subpar wrestler, like a like a, let's say a Bo Dallas, not throwing any shade, but let's just say <laughs> Bo Dallas look like the next Kenny Omega. And it's gonna be crazy, bro. It, it it's crazy. Like I, if I was a person like Kenny Omega, if I was a person that was a person like Seth Rollins, bro, who who I, you know, give you know, the gimmick hor- the gimmick's horrible, but like he's a great fucking wrestler. He's a great professional wrestler. And if I was relegated to do this just uh appease Vince I'd be kind of pissed off because you're not respecting me in my own ability like I worked what 10 15 years 20 years to show you what I have and now maybe for Edge is good maybe because Edge doesn't need to prove that you know maybe in his condition he doesn't need to to do like a five star Kenny Omega match but yeah. can he make it look like that and be proud of it yeah that'd be good for Edge but like a person like a Seth Rollins like I would be pissed off if they if they did that to him
2: Yeah. What what does this match hold for the future? You know, where we've seen obviously matches recorded a week early with this one. We've heard fake crowd noise interjected. We've seen edited audios on Raw, you know, for Roman Reigns where there were boos and they got substituted with cheers. It's just like Really, bro, it's really Messiah complex now. Thinking about it, I, it's like where does where do we go from here? Yeah, it's just like, hmm. This is I don't know, man. This is very weird right now. Now that we're breaking this down, it's just like you know because we have this great talent and thinking about it, the greatest match ever, probably arguably for me, would have to be you know Shawn Michaels versus Undertaker. Those WrestleManias we saw in your house. Um, bro, I don't know. It's 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 weird. It's weird. I'm just like really thinking. This is this is weird. And I'm not, yeah. I'm not.
0: I'm not throwing shade too much on like the wrestlers like doing this or whatnot.
2: Because don't not shade it, on the wrestlers. Yeah, my fault for coming off. We're not throwing shade on the wrestlers, but we're just thinking like, where's McMahon gonna put a bandage? A bandage I, over whatever. You get know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah you're, you're right yeah. it is a bandage cuz i remember like even like a, a macho man talks about this extensively and so there's uh, um, Ricky Ricky Steamboat um on their dvds and interviews where that wrestlemania 3 match was like rehearsed yeah. for like days like to a scientific mm-hmm. level to be as perfect as it was but they didn't like film it that way that was just rehearsed with those two men knowing every single spot perfectly to the T, so they could produce that great match right there. So that's like not un- unheard of whatsoever in wrestling. What this is, though, right here, is just wrestling being cut edited to be perfect. And I have a, a little bit of a problem with that because now we're not doing professional wrestling anymore. We're doing strictly entertainment. Like this is just acting. This is no. You don't have to have talent. Shaquille O'Neal could go in and do a fucking F five and look great now.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is Hollywood. Basically, you're out there shooting, directing, editing. You know what I'm saying? That's 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 Hollywood. And like you said, this is entertainment, and it, and it's scary for the sport. And it's just kind of like, bro, you know me, how to everybody. I'm just I'm just weird, and I always think outside the box. It's just kind of, it's kind of the precursor for where we kind of see maybe. McMahon's dominion of wrestling kind of falling. You get what I'm saying? Where yeah. we have other companies rising, and where we have other companies that are fucking been established. You know, New Japan. I'm sorry, I love fucking New Japan. And we see these things, and this is kind of like, okay, are these writings in the wall? You know, Ryback right a while back went and said, "I think this is the fall of Vince McMahon's empire." And seeing these things, it just kind of makes you think, like, was he right? <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And- and, and no longer is wrestling, bro. No longer is the pure form talent of wrestling, and it's just um, fucking Hollywood. And and it, it it just also gets me thinking. Um, damn, what was that? Um, which I was gonna tell you, uh, where people were marking out, like you know, oh my god, yeah, it was the greatest match. And like you said, we're breaking it down. It just makes me think about, you know, makes me flash back to uh, what, what was that? What was that? arena called in Texas where people used to go every Friday night and they used oh, to go to sportatorium. Sportatorium. Exactly, bro. You, you didn't need the fucking gimmick and pure wrestling like that sportatorium every Friday night. It barely just got, needed TV. It barely needed TV. And now we go to this where we're editing and rehearsing. It's just kind of like, I don't know, man. It's just, it's a weird time for WWE right now. That's, what, that's all I can say, honestly.
0: <laughs> very much so. I mean, and if you want to put it in a vacuum and say, yes, it was a good match. Yeah, for, for how they tried it and how it was created, it was a very good match. They told an awesome story. Um, uh, I like the finish with the punt. I love the kickouts yeah. with the RKO and the spears. It mm-hmm. looked phenomenal. Um,
2: I, I like the stomps. The stomps were brought back. For stomps were brought back.
0: back. <laughs> um, so many calling cards to the back with like the unprettier, the pedigree. That was pretty cool as mm-hmm. well, too. Um, I think the right man mm-hmm. won. I think Orton needs to win this.
2: Yeah, for sure, uh, for sure, he did. Both he to win. With um, the injury,
0: I'm not too sure how they're going to continue the feud, though. Um, You know, um, you tear Peck. That's a that's a good <laughs> six uh, months to a year.
2: <laughs> I mean, yeah, we'll we'll see him out for a good year. We'll probably have what we already saw, kind of Christian. Carrying the torch for Edge, you have know what I'm saying. We saw it in the unsanctioned match on Raw. Punted. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's, he's dead too. <laughs> I mean, but that that adds more more to the feud. You have know what I'm saying for for three for the trilogy. Um, no, no matter what, we will see Edge or in three, bro. I'm telling you. Yeah, we're, we're yeah, see
1: definitely. How,
2: yeah, how how they work it. We don't know because, like you said, that's a very serious injury. That's like definitely out for a year. But um, it's definitely going to get worked up. Um, ah, how they're going to do it, I don't. I, I don't know. It's beyond me. You know, I'm not. I'm not the fucking writer. I'm not the Vince Russo. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? So I'll tell
0: you this much though. Like, I, I love seeing Orick kill people again. Like, this is something that I need to see oh, for a while.
2: I'm, I'm not going to lie. It's. It's. I know uh, one of the guys on our Facebook page, Joe, where you were saying. Orton hasn't had a great great match since, like, what, 2011, 2010? But right now, right now, bro, we're seeing the rejuvenation of the fucking Viper. We're kind of seeing those shades of him going back to who he was, that legend killer status. So, you know, bro, this was another thing. This is just a quick rant. If you're going to promote it as the greatest match wrestling ever, I would have much preferred if he would have came out to the old school fucking song. You get what I'm saying with the little gold sparklers, the nothing you can say. <laughs> no, no, I would have fucking lost it. I would have lost it. But no, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. Um, fucking bro, Orton's a stud. I love Orton. I'm a fan, bro. Uh, legend in the game. And this this little run that he's having with Edge, we're seeing him get back to his roots. The punt, the stomps, and he's very uh, Randy Orton like again. You know, and it, it, it was much needed because he was very stagnant, in my opinion. So
0: I'm going to throw someone at you right now. It's probably not going to happen. But how do you feel about this? So we have Edge out for a foreseeable future. You just killed Christian. I don't know if anybody's mm-hmm. clamoring to see a Christian match right now as well, too. I love Christian. But I don't think anybody wants to see Christian. Ed, oh, sorry, Christian, Randy Orton, Extreme Rules. Um, mm-hmm. How would you feel if we got a certain call-up from NXT to take on Orton?
2: With uh Tommaso Champa. Ooh. Ooh. Hmm. That 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 would be interesting, you know, because I do have my thoughts on TakeOver, which we never shared with each other. But yeah, we um, right
0: after
2: this. yeah, um I would be all for it, you know. Uh I think it's time for Tampa to move on, especially after that match with Cross. Um and I think they would work great. You know, they're both kind of very Viper like, very, you know, systematic like that, very cerebral. Um, yeah, I think it would have great chemistry, bro. I would be for all for it, honestly. Um, yeah, I don't know. He's the thing, though,
0: the, 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 the thing that's going to kill the most is the size.
2: Yeah, but I think the charisma the speaking of Ciampa would kinda, you know, make I hope. him turn.
0: I hope, man. I hope.
2: Yeah, because I, I think Ciampa, uh, he's great on the mic. He he commands it. He's very damn, that's 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 a very that's that's a high name to compare him to, but I get Shake the Snake feel, so You get what I'm saying? I get that commanding feel. I get the okay all eyes on me right now from Ciampa. You know, we saw him do his thing when they were invading SmackDown where he stood toe-to-toe with the Miz on the mic. You get what I'm saying? So, um, I think all that package would kind of make up for the size, in my opinion. I don't know how you feel about it. I
0: would hope so, man. Like, I really do because yeah. I, I Ciampa definitely makes up for his size in different ways. His wrestling, his charisma, the way he speaks. Mm-hmm. Um... It's just I also look at him and I look at him compared to Aleister Black and he's like almost three to four inches shorter than Aleister Black. And Orton it's doesn't the- tower over Black, but you know, it's tough. It's it's tough and it's not a our ism. Like me personally, you personally, and most fans probably wouldn't care about that whatsoever. Yeah. But it's not really up to that's, us at that point. It's a Vincentism.
2: Yeah, it's a eventism, that's the thing. And it kinda sucks where you know we have this talent that would shine on the main roster and everybody is clamoring for adam cole to do his thing on the main roster but like you said as a vinceism adam cole johnny gargano Tommaso champa short dudes you know but the thing is they're the complete package but they're just short guys and to vince doesn't rock and um it, it just really sucks bro because those guys are very stagnant right now in their career. And yeah. I would just love to see the next evolution for them. And I would be all aboard for a Champa and Orton. Maybe if this was an attitude era, you know, um WCW when like the radicals, bro, that fucking new age radicals, man. There you go. That should be fucking crazy. You know? So um I don't know man. Um mm. it's very weird. <laughs> mm.
0: Well, uh, we're just gonna take a quick, quick, quick break, and then we're gonna come back. I want to hear your thoughts about um, takeover in your house.
2: All right, that right, sounds good to me. <laughs> all
0: right, man. And we are back. Um, we're gonna be talking about your thoughts and opinions on uh, the previous week's takeover in your house. Uh, I want you to take it away from here, bro, because I know you had a lot of thoughts and opinions on the card. So um, tell me what you thought about the, the presentation, the old school vibes. What did you think about that? Hmm.
2: I, at first, I was hesitant. You know, I want to get your opinions too on this. At first, I was very hesitant because um, <clears throat> when I saw that In Your House was being kind of brought back, resurrected, quote unquote, I was just like, are we going to do justice to it? Or are we just going to bring it back just for fewer products? You get what I'm saying? Because we're kind of Wednesday night war in my opinion. So I was kind of taken back because to me um, in your house is very old sentimental. It holds uh, a a special place in my heart. Um, I don't know how you feel about uh, in your house, but honestly, I have a few pay-per-views in your house that stand out to me as my favorite pay-per-views. So I was kind of taken back, but um, when you know, we were talking to each other, we uh, were texting, um, just seeing the old school set the in your house, the front of the house, or whatever you want to call it the porch or the entrance or whatever. I was like, okay, you're doing justice to it. Then I was looking at the card, I was like, I feel that it's NXT. Takeover always fucking delivers, um, in my opinion. There's no takeover that I would sit here and say, hasn't delivered in my opinion all the brooklyn's are great you know i dare anybody to say brooklyn takes over trash dallas i think you were in the dallas one right you went to the dallas one or... I went to the
0: dallas one yeah and yeah yeah the brooklyn one has always been like they're almost wrestlemania they they stopped mm-hmm. doing that for a while but it was essentially like their like culmination
2: yeah i agree that was like their wrestlemania the brooklyn ones the dallas takeovers where we saw balor versus samoa joe fucking great matches even the takeovers, bro, where we saw the great match of AOP versus DIY and we saw the heel turn of Tommaso Ciampa, who we were talking about him a second ago. Takeover Philadelphia, Gargano and Andrade, great storytelling, you know? So I was just kind of taken back, but overall, it delivered, in my opinion. Um, before we just continue and just get into it, what is like. Because like I said, TakeOver was very sentimental to me. What does TakeOver kind of mean to you? And if you have like a favorite TakeOver, which one is it?
0: Mm, Favorite TakeOver. Oh, man. There's so many good ones that I can remember. Um, Dallas was great. Phoenix was great as well, too, with the Mm -hmm. Raiders coming out with the the War Anthem. Um, Mm -hmm. High Stakes one. (sighs) Sami Zayn win the title for the first time. Um, yeah. the only time as well too. And then Owens coming out and doing the power bomb onto the apron. I think that's, that's literally is like my favorite yeah. moment right there of, of any takeover. Um oof. Uh, I
2: go ahead. No, 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 good, good. Um, before, because I was, was going to ask you, what about you know, take over? This is you know, NXT in your house. Do you have a favorite in your house or a favorite in your house moment that you can remember of?
0: Oh yeah, mind games in your house, mind games. Uh, man, conversation shout oh. Michaels for the title. Yeah.
2: That's a good one. <laughs>
0: yeah, It'd be my favorite uh, in your house, right there. I know there was another good one with Michaels and Vader Ooh. that was pretty good as well too, but mind games off the bat right there which is phenomenal that that match right there just a- a- elevated both competitors mick foley and michael so mm. uh such a great Oof. great 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 show
2: fucking yo bro you just said chills down my spine <laughs>
0: <not gonna> <laughs> i can't remember like the the graphic that came out with the Nick foley yeah. and, like the 3d eyeballs popping out so good
2: mm-hmm. yeah bro that see, that's why sometimes I sit here and because we're spoiled. We're spoiled. We come from a generation that's spoiled. Yeah. Um, no, I agree with you. Mind Games was fucking phenomenal. Um, just before we get into it, uh, to me, um, the ones that I can remember, uh, which one was it? Uh, it was Canadian Stampede.
0: Canadian Stampede I is really I, good, too. That's like my second.
2: I Yeah, I enjoy Canadian Stampede, you know, with the uh, Triple H match and the Mankind, and then that... Uh, double count out, the 10-man tag match, that was fucking great, even though the the feud was Bret Hart and, you know, Stone Cold. And, so and probably my- some of those Hart boys didn't look that great in those singlets either. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. Legit, you're right, you're right, though. But um, it-, it was a great match, though. Stampede was awesome, and they're probably my favorite one. Um, even though it had a whole Bad Blood name to it, it was still in your house, in my opinion, was Bad Blood. That's yeah. We saw the first Hell in a Cell match, the build up to that match. Everything was fucking great. Um, where we saw Kane being introduced for the first time. So um, that's why I was kind of taken back where I saw the name in your house being used for this. So I was like, okay, let's see where you go from here and if you do it justice. But I think they did, bro. I think it was a great trip down memory lane. Where, um like I said from the, the set things like that from even Todd what's his name Todd um I, I'm not sure his last name um Todd what's his name Todd Todd Pettingale Todd Pettingale something like that Dick Pepperfield um <laughs> <laughs> Dick Pepperfield, take it over it's gonna ring <laughs> it's a deep also, cut right there that is that. This is a deep cut, but no, it, it was a great sit down memory lane. Like we saw Todd, we saw where he even probed fun at the AOL chat line, where we saw him selling the merchandise, where we saw the ice cream bars, where we saw was it Chasity Blackheart shoving fucking whole ice cream bar in her mouth? Oh so. my god!
0: Uh, <laughs> many men woke up. Many boys became men that day.
2: <laughs> yes, they did. Where we saw Adam Cole with the Ico Pro commercial doing like Bret Hart, yeah. you know, watching DX watching DX on the old computer with the dial-up and things. It was a fun trip down memory lane, and I think I think they did it great. You know, with that, with the wrestling matches in the card, it just – it was a phenomenal fucking event, in my opinion. How would you feel about that?
0: So I was back and forth with the whole, I guess, callbacks and nostalgia act that they were doing mm-hmm. there. Like, I could have done with yeah. just one ice cream bar promotion – I feel like two of them was just like kind of, it was hitting me over the head a little bit too much right there. Um, yeah. so I got my Shotzi moment, so it's all worth it. Yeah, um, Hell yeah. Ico Pro commercial was great. Um, I did not like the DX um, skit in the back like that.
2: I, yeah, I enjoyed it.
0: Nah, like there's only so many times like a, you're doing the old man gimmick, plus you're doing like the Zoolander gimmick as well, too. I think one person mm-hmm. caught it. I think Byron Saxon caught it. He was like, yeah, the files are inside, guys. Um, yeah. I was just, I don't know. Like, that bothered me. I was like, all right, you guys think you're funny. You're, you're not. Um, um, but, yeah, like, Todd was great. Like, the, when he was like, all right, that one time of year where we, well, we're not going to sell somebody's house right now. We're not giving away a house. <laughs> that had me rolling yeah. right there. Um, the phone line had me cracking up as well, too, saying that that probably doesn't work. That's out of service. Um, but other, other than that, the website, that was cool. Um, mm-hmm. the little callbacks. Um, I like the mix of new and old. That's, that's what it really was. Like, I, I like the yeah. beginning with the, I, I forget who the band was. But them jamming out um,
2: over here. Orange, Code Orange, or Orange Alert, or some shit like that. Yeah, not like that.
0: Good for you uh, guys, Code Orange. Looking like freaking Trapped meets Taproot meets fucking, I don't know, <laughs> like Evanescence.
2: Taproot <laughs> only had one good call, so I won't even sit here and defend it. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and it was pulled. That's it.
0: <laughs> this one's a jam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You <know, that> is- <laughs> Like, like, good for them. Like, it, it like I said, it was getting mix of old and new, and I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, it got me hyped. I like the set. The set got me hyped, and I think even with the, <laughs> the performance center, um, newbies that are in the audience, I think they brought a lot more energy than I've seen it either on Raw, SmackDown, or any other freaking show that WWE has so far.
2: Okay, so quick question: Does this show that you know maybe Triple H? Definitely has a better mind than Vince McMahon because we saw him maximize the performance center where Vince McMahon hosted WrestleMania, hosted Money in Your Bank. And we legit got a great fucking set for In Your House as opposed to WrestleMania. So this is just really show that maybe it's, you know, it should, you know, Triple H has that mindset. You get what I'm saying? Like, because we've said it multiple times and it's just obvious, like, because I feel that Triple H maximized. On the fucking set. How do you feel about it?
0: Yeah, I think he he, max, he, he did the best that he could do with what he knew mm. already off the bat that what's a good idea to make TakeOver special. We don't have a lot of tools yeah. right now. In your house that's probably laying around some kind of warehouse right now. Let's go ahead and revamp <laughs> it a little bit and, you know, make it pretty awesome and whatnot. I know you were excited because you saw the whole door in the house. You want somebody to break through the door. You got that a couple of times. Yes. Um, <laughs> like... And, yeah, Triple H did maximize that. He maximized it with the crowd as well, too. didn't enhance the audio of the crowd whatsoever. He relied mm-hmm. on their performance to kind of elevate what the match was. Now, not every match probably did get that fantastic I... reaction, but I felt like they, mm-hmm. they brought it, though.
2: I was going to ask you about that because I know one match we were hesitant was the Damian Priest and Finn Balor, and one match we were very looking forward to was Kind of Keith Lee versus Johnny Gargano. And to me, I probably would have to say that's my least favorite match of the night. How did you feel about the Johnny Gargano and the Keith Lee? Because I know Keith Lee's your dude. And Keith Lee's amazing. But I just feel I don't, I, I mean, first of all, Keith Lee, I feel that he was off. I don't know what it was. I don't know if with the things going on around in the world kind of had him off. Cause we saw him make a statement where, you know, his black Lives matters um, yeah. gear and things like that. We saw Keith Lee miss a lot of spots and we know Keith Lee does not miss spots like that. Was that, I mean, he didn't look like the Keith Lee that I know and I'm used to seeing. Is it, do you think it was just a lot of the shit that was going on in the world? Or do you think it's just him and Gargano don't mix up? Well,
0: mm. how do you feel? Maybe a little bit of both. I, I definitely, mm-hmm. there was a lot of pressure. If you're, if from my understanding, I'm just trying to look back right now because the New Day just started doing stuff on SmackDown, promoting Black Lives yeah. Matter. And good for them for doing that on Fox. That's pretty awesome on that regard. But like, you know, uh, someone who, yeah, this is not like network TV. This is the WWE network. So I understand there's a limited amount of people watching this, right? But Essentially, mm-hmm. you're one of the first wrestlers to don gear, saying "Black Lives Matter," making a statement. Yep. And that, true. Has to there's there has to be a little bit of pressure, not to go too political, but there has to be some kind of pressure. Yes, all this is predetermined. Yes, we know that wrestling it's not fake, but it's predetermined. I understand that, but for you to perform the way you usually do, to make yourself look like a badass, to make you yourself look like a phenomenal wrestler knowing that you have all that weight on your shoulders can really mess you up. And Johnny Gargano, I think, works with certain people as well, too, because, you know, uh, Johnny – I will say this. Johnny and Finn, they didn't have any chemistry to me. Mm. I, I did not feel the same chemistry I felt with, like, Tommaso Ciampa and Gargano or Adam Cole and Gargano. Or hell, even the Roger Strong Gargano, Velveteen Dream and Gargano, fucking um, Alistair Black and Gargano. Like, um, I think Johnny plays to certain strengths. Now, I feel like if this was maybe roles reversed and Johnny was the babyface, Lee was the heel, oh, okay. maybe that sympathetic factor that you need from Gargano would have came out in this match because that's where he plays so well in is that sympathetic mm-hmm. babyface against the shit beat out of him. And you could sell that behavior. You could sell that look of despair. This right here was trying sure. to pull that cockiness. Like, I could beat you at your own game, Gargano. While that may look good with a person like, I don't know, like a Velveteen Dream or Roger Strong, it doesn't do well on a bigger opponent. You know, it just it, it, mm-hmm. it, it feels weird. It's like Nia Jax versus Alexa Bliss all over again where Alexa was the heel. It just didn't work that well. Um... So maybe that's what it was as well too. I mean I think they did had they had an okay match but really wasn't the best from either of them whatsoever. I think the Kansas yeah. and the the Mia Yims as well too kind of hurt the match as well. I mean I looked to see Mia Yim with some with some sweats on some tims like mm.
2: <laughs> mm. like I'm like a snack
0: yes you do we're about to order some chinese food after this and just chill out watch the mm-hmm. movies i like a homebody girl like that let's do this Word.
2: Some <laughs> um, chicken wings with some rib tips
0: <laughs> mm. um but like all, all that aside right there i felt like they could have done more um but we'll see we'll see man i oh, just it, it's tough
2: i i I agree, and I back up everything you say. I think it was just a lot of stuff going on. We saw that. Immediately when he came out and I saw his gear, I was like, okay, he's definitely affected with all the stuff that's going on because even it just wasn't really the Keith Lee that exudes the charisma, the bask in my glory. You get what I'm saying? You can definitely tell he was affected with the stuff that was going on. And like you said, very bold statement. Very big statement. First person in WWE to wear, you know, BML gear. You get what I'm saying? So um, then I just also feel that, like, you hit the nail on the head. Johnny works great when he's that face, and you kind of got a feel for him and pity for him. And I just feel that him and Keith Lee maybe don't have great chemistry because they were just thrown together very quick because of the mm-hmm. Candice LeRae and Mia Yim. It had no substance. It had no meat on the bones, as we like to say here. Um, it was just thrown very quick, very together. And this is also kind of like, okay, we're not going to call you to the main roster, Johnny, so we're going to make you do this. You get what I'm saying? We stuck you with your wife. You're the cheerleader. But, we'll, you know, we'll keep you here. We'll save you from the main roster. Let's let you fight with Keith Lee, you know? So, um, I feel that nobody gained nothing from this match, in my opinion. Johnny didn't gain nothing. Keith Lee didn't gain nothing. Um, great, great gear is always like you pointed out with the Captain Fasma cosplay. Cosplay, <laughs> I was going to say with the cosplay. You know, because Johnny always comes out with some great gear. But probably is my least favorite match of the night, bro. It just felt so short. On paper, it looked great, but it felt very short, and I was, I was, I was a tad bit disappointed. But I, I can't get too upset because. I don't know what was going on, you know. I, I saw a lot of spots I know the world is in turn more right now, and I also feel that they don't have great chemistry, you know. And Keith just didn't look in his head as he always does, you know. He looked very just off, in my opinion. So um, but um speaking about a match which was good in my opinion, let's just go to another match that was good in my opinion. How'd you feel about the Damian Priest and Finn Balor, because I know you're feeling kind of iffy about that match. And I know you had one spot where you were like, eh, with the whole power bomb or the turnbuckle, uh, not even the turnbuckle bomb, um, on the apron, where you felt yeah. this powerful in other moments, but how'd you feel about the match?
0: Yeah, like, um, okay, uh, I, I listened to your advice last time, and I, I took myself out of it. And I just looked at it as a fan. And yeah. as a fan, I think they had a balls to the wall match. I think they, they had fun. Um, I didn't really appreciate um, Damian Priest's gear this time. <laughs> he looked like <laughs> fucking Ray Ripley. Just a tad bit, bro. With the patches oh, of Huland no. on his legs. <laughs> oh, um, but um, I think both of them were pretty strong this match. They looked great. Mm-hmm. They looked fantastic. I felt like the wrong person went over a little bit. Yep. Um and it's tough to say too, because like I said, I think Finn. He didn't need it. Yeah, he didn't need it. And mm-hmm. he didn't. Where do you go with Finn? You know, that's another thing as well, too. Yeah. And then now, where do you go with Priest? But mm-hmm. I think they had great spots. I think they, they were very ambitious um, to pull out a barn burner. I think that razor's edge, the apron, that mm-hmm. should be a career ender. That should be a spot where somebody looks like they're about to die. And. <laughs> um, like Owens used to sell it so well. Like Owens, yeah. like anytime he did it, like he he would end matches like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and just to see this as like a like a DDT segment, like all right, that's a DDT. All right, get up. Like it kind of made me feel a little iffy, just a tad bit. But at the same time, like all right, if we're just no stakes, no issues, we're going balls to the wall. We're having fun. We're gonna put on an awesome wrestling match with no casualties. Mm-hmm. Then they did a great match.
2: Yeah, I, I agree with you a thousand percent. And this was kind of like my... I don't want to sit here and say my main event, but I was looking forward to this match because you, out of both of us, you know, I know you followed Damian Priest much more and way longer before me. You know, Punishment, Martinez, things of that nature. Where I felt we haven't really seen his potential in NXT. And I felt, like I said, I felt that this match, we were going to see it. And... Uh, I felt like it shined through a little bit. I felt that we really saw what Damian Priest is about, you know, that karate, that background that he has, those fucking lethal kicks, the great uh, athletic person that he is.
0: Can, can, can I bring that up real quick? No, I, no. I always thought there was like an unspoken rule in wrestling where <laughs> um, you're not supposed to like use somebody's finish as like a transitional move. Mm-hmm. I just, I always felt that way unless you had permission. Like, I know, like, even Ricochet acts Jericho to use the codebreaker um, at yeah. one point, which he got his permission for. Um, Edge has called Bret Hart to use a sharpshooter many times as well, too. And of course, Triple H and Orton to go back, so he could probably, like, whatever, just use it. But, <laughs> like, bro, my man. Punishment, my man, Damian Priest, throws a fucking Trouble in Paradise like No Tomorrow, where if I was Kofi Kingston, I'd be looking for a new move right now.
2: Because that shit looks swift. I agree with you a thousand percent. I don't know if you called Kofi Kingston because it's, like you said, an unwritten rule, but, bro, he makes that shit look so better than Kofi Kingston. He, for yes. me, the big man, it looks so fucking legit, you know? So um, that's true. If I was Kofi right now, I'd be looking for another move, bro. I'd probably go back to – what is it that Kofi had? The pay dirt SOS. or some <laughs> shit? <like
1: that>. SOS. <laughs> <There> you call <go. laughs> it.
2: Go back to the SLS, bro, because Punishment Martinez stole your move, bro. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like I, it, it caught me off guard a little bit. I was like, damn,
2: man. But, um, nah, I agree with you, man. Bro, and, it
0: was good, it was a good match. It,
2: it was a good match, and you know, we saw uh Damien Priest take a very big bump on the ladder. I mean, on the ladder, on oh. the on the forgot steps. about that yeah. died right there. You know, he died. I was like, oh my god, he just fucked up his whole career, his back, you know, spinal, you know, like Mike Tyson. But he's he's not
0: a young cat either, so
2: he is not, bro. He just he reminds me of DDP, bro. I don't know if I'm yeah. like, yeah, like I may be wrong, but he just reminds me of DDP. You know, he wasn't the most youngest cat coming into the game. Um, very talented though. Oozing charisma, he commands the mic. His promos are great. Uh, I don't know, man, and he—he's and fucking great. But like you said, definitely the wrong man got the win in my opinion. I feel that Priest should have gone over Balor because now where does Balor go here? Where does Priest go here? You know, it's just you—you you just gotta. I don't even know. You gotta what's what's that saying? You got a shit salad or something right now? I don't even know. But you just got. We don't, I, I don't know where to go with Priest. Maybe he gets a call up. I, I, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm, NXT. I'm yeah.
0: I'm thinking, call yeah. up real quickly now. If Dijakovic is getting called up, which we haven't seen him yet, though, but I heard he got the call yeah. up. Um, where does he go? Smackdown,
1: hmm.
2: As much Smackdown as I need to heal. Yeah, I think SmackDown needs a heel. Because right now I feel that Rollins is that go to heel and on Raw. So I definitely I feel like, yeah, and Dijakovic most likely will go to Raw because, you know, uh also Seth wants to work with him. We don't know if it will happen. But SmackDown does need to heal. So I definitely would like to see Priest come out with his little Billy Club and smack the shit out of AJ Styles or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> That'd, that'd be great would, i would be all for that bro <laughs> um but what, what Ooh, got you right
0: here damian priest and fucking baron corbin as a tag team they're essentially the same fucking person just with one, yeah. like one's bald once it has long flowing hair
2: pretty much yeah i think so man i i i would like to see it but the thing is that i wouldn't I would love to see it, but then again, I don't because I feel that these two guys are great. I feel like Corbin should be champion by now. and He should have been fucking skyrocketed. And he's probably been one of the best heels for some time right now. And then Damien Priest, man, he's fucking great. I feel that throwing him in the tag team would, you know, put him in a stagnant stagnant position, in my opinion. I don't know. Dude, I, am I wrong, or how do you feel about that?
0: Um, yeah, it, it all depends right now, man. It's like... um sometimes the tag team can really elevate you. Yeah. It can really um, make you like, I don't know, take you to the next level. Like I'm thinking of like, like uh, who's a recent tag team that I feel like needed, needed it. Like a buddy Murphy in it and Austin Theory right now. Definitely. One of those guys right now are going to be taken to the next level eventually pretty soon. Um, And I I don't know. Like, uh, I feel like if you, if you would have just had those two together, I think they'll have some chemistry even the nameplate works well. Priest and the Baron or some shit like that. Like, he could the do Baron. something like that. The they both like the same shit. Like, yeah. they both like skulls the, and like, fucking gothic theory. shit. Yeah, like, two peas in a fucking pod right there.
2: There you go, bro. You actually sold me on that shit. The Baron Priest. But, like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would be all for that, bro. I'm not gonna lie. But, yeah, I mean, but I just think that they both would be great. And, like, you know um i don't know definitely definitely tag chance though but um get back to in your house like i said i haven't really got your opinions i know you laughed at the placement of this match but we saw a trend which was another thing that i appreciated about takeover where we kind of saw where the product is going and who they're placing the future into you get what i'm saying um the match was cool, but I felt that it lacked a few things, in my opinion. How would you feel about the Adam Cole and the Velveteen Dream cinematic style, you know, parking lot brawl match?
0: I hated it. I hated <laughs> everything about this match. I, I hated it. Like, I was almost falling asleep to this match, bro. Like, this match, so I mean, if there's one thing that maybe Orton was right about, it was probably this shit right here. He probably <laughs> fell asleep to this match, and I was like, I'm going to throw a tweet out right now. <laughs> like... Because this shit like was so fucking cold. Like, yes, it was funny to see Adam Cole roll up and see if I roll up. Like that I was a little invested in there, but I did not give a fuck about these guys wrestling in the ring with a whole bunch of cars around yeah. them. It was like their fucking way to answer the the, the Stampede, the, um, the stampede really? Stadium Stampede match right there, yeah. which you did nothing. You did nothing to amplify the situation whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, you did nothing to help dream whatsoever, like nothing was redeemable for dream. Like, if anything, you you buried him further, you made him get pile driven through like a massive amount of chairs, Terry (laughs) Funk status. Like, what the fuck?
2: Agreed, 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 bro. Uh, first of all, the placement, like you said, it just shows how much they think of the title right now. Um, first of all. The rolling up was cool. Adam Cole rolling up with the big... First of all, if you're also going to roll up with a big fucking big truck, monster truck like that, and not use it as a prop, you're out of your fucking mind. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like You're out of your mind, first of all, if you're not going to use that as a prop. What I really did enjoy with fucking Velveteen Dream coming out with his little Negan cosplay. I was like, okay, bro. (laughs) You... You got it right now. You got me invested, but it went from the median cosplay to a full fucking blown eleven. To then just like, you just shot me. You just sold me a wet dream, because the match was very boring, very slow. It was. It was. I don't. I just sit here and say okay because it's Velveteen Dream, and as much as I love Velveteen Dream, but very boring, very slow. Also, no sense of urgency from Velveteen Dream because this is the last time that he can compete for this title. So we, yep. we we saw no urgency or no hunger from him. And also, I feel that, you know, throwing that into the mix where this is the last time that he can compete for the title, this match we needed blood and we got we got blood from the wrong person. You know, it needed to yep. call we got color from the wrong person, which was Adam Cole when he went to the window shield. We needed color from fucking Velveteen. Basically, it should have been Velveteen Dream. I'll die for this title. I would have put him over. If you want to make him lose, okay, make him lose. But show him like that, like a stone cold blood going down the face when he was in the sharpshooter. You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'll, die, I'll die for this title.
0: Yeah, save him. Save him somehow.
2: Exactly. I didn't see that. And then... um just to sit here bury him even more. We see Dexter Loomis coming out from under the fucking ring. It's like okay, we know what direction you're going. It's just Dexter Loomis where he got the shot with Adam Cole the next Wednesday for you know no title. It was just a singles match. So um, and like you said, it was just an answer to the Spring Stamp uh, to the Stadium Stampede, and it felt very 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 short in my opinion and. It did nothing for Adam Cole, and it did nothing for Velveteen Dream. It did nothing for the Undisputed Era. It just set up Dexter Lumis. That's all, in my opinion. It was very lackluster. Yeah.
0: What bothers me about these cinematic matches these days, <laughs> and I, I should have saw this from the Taker match, but it's just it's it's annoying me just a little bit now. The little maybe this, you might like it though. Um, <laughs> the cheesy little fucking background music that's like from a SmackDown versus Raw, or like a SmackDown number two, know Your roll video game, where it's like, <laughs> 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 like just like very subtle in the background where you can almost hear it but not really hear it. It's just like there. It annoys the shit out of me. <laughs>
2: no i i agree with you a thousand percent i sometimes i block it out to the point where i don't even hear it because it doesn't do no fucking justice for the match it's very cheesy it's very stupid it's like you said it's like i'm browsing through a smackdown game menu (laughs) you know what i'm saying so um, yeah no and and you know um because there's another match i wanted to touch on before we just kind of like wrap this up but it's just like um It's cool. We heard that we're going to implement cinematic styles, but this is a trend that I see with WWE, and correct me if I'm wrong, where they see a trend and they just squeeze the life out of it until they fucking kill the trend and it just becomes very lackluster, very bland. And that's what I feel like they're doing with cinematic matches right now, as we saw what they did with the Demon. I don't know. Do you think they're just like very squeezing the life out of these cinematic matches? They are. They are.
0: For all it's worth, for as much as they can get out of it, they are squeezing the bejesus out of these matches. They want to make sure that they get their Mm -hmm. film. And unfortunately, like, it's hurting. I don't want to say it's hurting the product, but it's hurting what it could be. Like, if you're trying to make a a crazy cinematic match, like The Undertaker or, like, a Bray Wyatt, then you need to think outside the box and have fun with it. But you just can't Mm -hmm. present, like, a regular hardcore match a crazy setting like a parking lot brawl like if you want to culminate something in like this like grand end of a feud you Mm -hmm. need to go fucking hard bro like you need to go hard like you need to like do a war games of one or two or something like that like you need to like you need to like do something different something crazy something out there and this just screened, well, we got a bunch of cars in the parking lot. Yeah. Let's just get them together and see what happens.
2: Yeah, no, I, I agree with you a thousand percent. And just fell short where I felt like also you could have maximized more with the with the whole stage, you know, where we just saw Adam Cole just go into one building. I'm surprised nobody got sent through a door. I'm surprised nobody got sent through cars. You know, you're surrounded by a fucking ring of cars. You know, like I said, you didn't use the fucking big Tonka truck as a fucking prop, bro. You didn't use um, the bat as a prop. You didn't you didn't show no fucking hunger from Velveteen Dream. You just basically did uh, a double or nothing where they buried fucking Brian Cage under a pile of chairs where we've seen it. <laughs> Yeah, where we've seen it in the past as well. I don't know. I think there was some extreme rules, if I'm not mistaken, or a TLC where there were like ladders and chairs propped up and then like somebody just kept dropping props and chairs on somebody. It, yep. it, it was just very – yeah, it was – it under-delivered and it could have been match of the night, but it under-delivered, underwhelming, and it was just terrible, man. Um, But I have nothing else to say about that match. But the match that I'm really, really – really really hurt about is Karrion cross versus Tommaso Chomper bro I'm not- I am feel <laughs> <laughs> I love it bro as much as before you get into it I'll let you have your moment after after that answer to me as much as I love Karrion cross after what you showed me and told me like you know we've, we've known I've known him from the past but after you told me that he's a Puerto Rican cat from the Bronx. Bro, I'm all in for him because, you know, we're Puerto Ricans. We're from the Bronx. I'm all for him. But then on the other hand, I love Tommaso Ciampa. And the end kind of saved him, but you really bushed out Tommaso Ciampa. He had no fucking answer for Carrying Cross. He had a few moments, but they were not impactful, and Carrying looked like a fucking killer, which he is, which he's a fucking star. I love him. But I just love Tommaso Ciampa, bro, and you bushed him out. But go ahead, have fun with it. Why did you not like feel that type of way? (laughs) Oh, okay,
0: okay. I (laughs) agree with with you that Tommaso Ciampa shouldn't got bushed out the way he did, (laughs) only for for maybe just one reason and one reason only. But they do this in all wrestling, I feel like Mm -hmm. I feel that you have to get that that big squash win over somebody huge first yeah if you're labeled as a quote-unquote monster what but yet but the same time what kind of kills that monster character is that once you're done squashing people it makes it look unbelievable to have a 50-50 match with anybody okay so like when you have let's say let's say um Cross came to the main roster and he ran through people like Orton, he ran through people like AJ, right? Mm -hmm. Um, You go a year out, he's running through people, he has a title. It's like, who do you go 50-50 with? You need somebody to beat him. You need somebody that could stand on the same ground with him and you wind up using Giants like a fucking Braun Strowman. In this case, right here, a person like a Keith Lee would probably be a person that could go toe-to-toe with him. But I feel that's weird. I feel like if you want to make something semi, not believable, but raise stakes, you need to have somebody put in the fight. Mm. Even if it's their last breath, put in the fight. And it just works for that kind of character. And I hope that we're not going to get this as a trend across. I don't want to see the next fight he has. Let's say it is Adam Cole. Mm. Um, I don't want that to be a squash. I kind of want something to happen where there's a little bit of fight in there. Um, I could use this as an example to let it be if Maybe Tommaso. Let's 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 look at it from a lens, from like a wrestling point of view. Maybe mm-hmm. Tommaso's never seen Karrion Cross or was under um, uh, what were they using uh, a <laughs> fucking bedtime stories under demeciated <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> he, he, oh, he Under
0: demeciated <laughs> <laughs> <under-demiciated> him. And- <laughs> and you know my man cross with the beats now here's the thing I thought you were going to get pissed off for two reasons mm-hmm. I thought you were going to get pissed off because he was going suplex city in his own way and yeah, then in a fucking F5
2: yeah he was but I just didn't get pissed off because I mean I got pissed off with the going suplex city but I really didn't get pissed off with the, with the F5 because that right there just showed me okay bro you're fucking eventually gonna put this this is Brock Lesnar status. You get what I'm saying? That was just shots yeah. fired right there, you know? So that's yeah, why I, it was yeah, that's why it did not piss me off. It's like, ooh, that shots fired, that's Brock Lesnar status. Let's fucking go cross all day. But um the, the little suplex city did kind of piss me off, man.
0: I'm not gonna lie.
2: Yeah.
0: Cause I don't want that to be a cross match every time I see him. I as mm-hmm. much as I do love seeing cross wrestle. Uh, I I don't want to see the the lazy WWE style of, okay, he's... and It's not like Brock. It's not like Germans. It's different variations. It's like T-Bone suplex here, T-Bone suplex there, Explode suplex there, Saito suplex, and then there's the the cross... The cross jacket. I get Mm -hmm. it. I just don't want that to be his Mm -hmm. five moons of death because he could Mm -hmm. do so much more.
2: No, I, I agree with you a thousand percent and that's why... I have to agree with you. I don't I don't want to be that because he he's so much more. He's a complete fucking baggage as opposed as opposed to Brock Lesnar, you know. So um I hope he doesn't fall into that trend. But it was it was shots fired. It just it just I just I agree with you. I mean, they did kind of save him with the going to sleep, you know. Um so but we don't even see where does chomper go from this because obviously we saw him, we saw Scarlet flip the time glass on Adam Cole. You know, so what's next for Chopper? Like, what do you think is next for
0: Champa? <laughs> <He's laughs> recovery.
2: <laughs> that
0: boy got dropped on his head so bad. Like, I looked at my oh, man. I was like, bro, what are you doing right now? Um, I would love to see him get at least an opportunity again to the main roster. I know he did last year, uh, once on SmackDown and twice. Mm-hmm. No, he did twice on SmackDown. He did the whole um the whole invasion, then he did another one with Gargano um, tagging mm-hmm. on SmackDown, and he did another one on Raw. I think the Raw one is where he got injured, though, or SmackDown. Yep. One of them, he got injured. Okay. Um, so that was the glimpse, um, and that was against the bar, too, so those are some big-ass boys as well. Uh, yeah. I want him to succeed. Like, I really want him to, to succeed, and maybe, possibly, if they threw him on Raw, it would work out better with smaller people like Austin Theory, um, like a Black, like people that he's kind of familiar with mm. to have those matches. I mean, even the Seth Rollins to some extent, the Buddy Murphy, those yeah. would be matches that could look believable and make Champa look like a star. It just gets very scary when you put real tall people in front of him. Like, Edge is like 6'6". Like, Orton is like 6'6". Yeah. Like, you know, but... Um... <sighs> Braun Strowman, right there. Mm. That's another fucking <laughs> yeah. monster, right there. Uh, uh, so it, it's tough. Like a gender, gender is fucking six, six five, six six as well too. Drew McIntyre, six seven. Like these are some big cats, and I just hope that he's not just seen as just little guy because then they're gonna throw him as some fucking shorty, shorty G kind of character.
2: Mm. Yeah, I agree yeah. with you, and. I mean, I think he would strive on Raw to a certain extent because Raw right now has some – not the tallest guys, you know, but, I mean, we got the Austin Theories, we got the Buddy Murphys, we got the Steph Rollins, we got the Andrade, we got the Andrew Garza, you know, things of that nature. So, I mean, I think he could hang there for a little bit. But like you said, once he gets to the Drews, to the Bobby Lashleys, or let's just say he's on SmackDown with the Braun Strowman's gender when he comes back from injury, you know, pfft. Um, very, very – he's going to look very minute next to these big guys, but he's just has such a big fucking heart, and he's a complete package that it just kind of sucks. But like you said earlier, it's just defenses. So um, – You I need were-
0: somebody to put him over, though. Like you need like – what Brian is doing to – what Brian did for Drew Gulak, Yeah, he needs to do that, or at least someone needs to do that for Tommaso to look bigger than what they are or feel bigger than what they are.
2: That's true. Um, that's true. I agree with you. And who could be that person though? Like, who do you think would be AJ? Person? AJ, okay. AJ,
0: I think AJ could, could, de- if he, if he wants to leave a good mark on the world, like in, in WWE, cause he doesn't have a lot of time left no, for he his doesn't. contract, maybe
2: yeah. I think
0: a year or two left. I think, um, if that's the case, Oh, it's t- two to three years. I'm sorry. Um, if that's the case, start building talent, start making some talent right there, you know, build your next guy. Um, it's tough. It's very tough. Maybe Seth can do this as well too. I think Seth will, will lick his chops on a, on a Tommaso Campbell feud mm-hmm. right there. Um, going back to the ROH days, no. um, Brian would as well too. I think if you want to make Kofi like semi serious again, a feud with him and Kofi would be fantastic. Oh, that would be. Good. I mean, yeah. just people his size or at least around his size that can make captivating matches. You could fucking keep him away from Braun Strowman. Yeah. Um, I don't here's the thing though, like you? I know I'm ranting about size, no, but God. like I yeah. I really feel like the only person that maybe maybe it does not work with or like size is not an issue because mm. he just flows so well with everybody. maybe it's because he spent time at NXT is Drew McIntyre. I think yeah. Drew McIntyre has the ability to make small guys look bigger than what they are. Andrade was another one. Bobby mm-hmm. Roode was another one. Um, even uh, Hideo Itami at the time was another one. Adam Cole was another one. Yep. Like, like He has the ability to make smaller guys look bigger than what they are. And I think that would be a good thing for, for Tommaso if they had the chance.
2: No, I, one big guy that made like smaller guys compared to Phenomenal, and not even not even see that discrepancy in the ring. I mean, you 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 visually see it, but when they're in there, it's like okay, there's no discrepancy between these guys. You know, I think maybe that's that's like you said. You know, the time away from WWE, he has worked with a lot of talent, and that's why Drew works great with you know everybody. Um, like you said, they could keep him away from Braun, you know, but it would have to fall on the shoulders of AJ Styles like you said and that Intercontinental Championship where we kind of have to revert back to old school status where that's the workhorse title you know what I'm saying where where, yeah it's, it's the, w, uh, the WWE title but the workhorse title and the one that's going to carry the show and the one that everybody's going to be working towards is the IC title let's bring it back to that and I think him and Ciampa like you said would make great and that would be a safe way to save him from fucking Braun Strowman and that discrepancy in size, but it just has to be where vince is going to go balls in and be like, okay, let's go back to the IC being that workhorse title, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. So, um, but overall, I mean, I don't know. I love I love Champa, man. And um, it did kind of suck and it did kind of hurt. I love Carrying, but it just it just hurt me because I, I love fucking Champa, you know. And I was just like, fuck, bro. He's just getting pushed out, man. It it hurt. It hurt. I'm not gonna lie. I know this is a show. I know this is you know entertainment, but it just hurts to see him get pushed out like that. But overall, I think it was it was a great event. the The right guy, you know, did get the win because carrying cross right now. That's why you know NXT is very stagnant. And I like. I think I told you, and I think I posted up on the Facebook page where um, I would like to see the resurgence of NXT of the black and gold fucking brand. WWE Network days start with Killer Cross to see that resurgence and bring back that legitimate fucking crown that NXT has, bro. Because NXT was the best kept secret. So I want to see a star with Cross. So the right man did get the win, in my opinion, though.
0: Um, I'm scared for the main roster, though, man. I'm so man. scared for the main roster for him. Uh, it, what, it gives me Rusev vibes all over again with Lana. Mm-hmm. And ugh, Vince is going to take a look at Scarlett and. Mm-hmm he's going to immediately try to separate them as much as possible. And I think Cross would be fantastic because Cross has worked many promotions without Scarlett. Um, So it works for him and his event in his favor, because he could be very creative without her. I think she could be creative as well too. But like, I just don't want to see those fucking divorce angles. I don't want to see fucking cuckold angles. I don't want to see any of that shit. If you're going to separate them for any reason, like maybe even separately call them up in different brands, that could be a thing as well, too, just yeah. for the fuck of it, just to see what happens, but like mm-hmm. I just don't want to see no fuckery happen with, this, with, with these two characters, because they're so great from the entrance to mm-hmm. what they do. She's a perfect valet as well, too, and she's a great wrestler. Don't get it mm-hmm. twisted. When she starts wrestling, she's going to be phenomenal as well, too, for that women's division, but for right now, as a valet, she's doing everything right. Like, just fantastic.
2: No. Yeah, uh, you, you you're absolutely correct. I don't I don't want to see line of vibes. I don't want to see that. oh I'm divorcing you. I don't want to see that whole lesbian angle. I don't want to see that fucking cheating angle. I don't want to see that stupidity. You know, like you said, legitimate. Yep. If you want to do that, call them up individual. Call Scarlet up or call Cross up because you know we have seen her do her thing out in Triple A. You know, Scarlet. So um, they're great talent, great talent, but I just. I agree with you. I don't want to get them, want to get them bushed out. A lot of Rusev vibes. So, but I mean, I I have high hopes. I have high hopes, man, for him on the main roster. I just want to see him start resurgent NXT again because it hurts where NXT is at. Oh, yes. Nova agrees. You see? (laughs) Nova agrees. But overall, it was a great event, man. I don't know how you felt about it.
0: No, oh, yeah. Well, well, we're missing one more match, though.
2: Which one? The...
0: the main event, yes. What? Of course, it was the crowning achievement of Io Shirai oh, becoming yeah. the NXT oh, Women's how, Champion.
2: How could I forget about that? My baby, baby, Io Shirai. Yeah. Um, you know what? I'll let you have at that. Go ahead. Go, go ahead. Everything
0: about this match was fantastic from back and forth. Rhea Ripley has looked has looked good, but I think this was a moment for her to look great in this match. I think she works well in a triple threat setting mm-hmm. as being that neutral character with EO being more of a baby face and, of course, Charlotte being the heel. Um, I did love it being a straight-up wrestling match at first, but, of course, it went, did it get crazy with the outside interference and the kendo yeah. sticks and all that shit. It did get a little wonky, in my opinion, (laughs) but this because I just um sometimes I just want a straight up wrestling match. Sometimes I just want to see you know them just go to town. Fuck the weapons, you know. Not every match needs a fucking weapon. Not every triple threat match needs to be a hardcore match. I'm sorry, but um the one thing that I just did not like is and maybe it's just me and no one's brought it up whatsoever. But I'm a pro wrestling enthusiast, so I will call bullshit because people like to call AEW under bullshit a lot. Mm -hmm. So. From my understanding, is that a pin happens when someone cleanly is on somebody without any kind of interference. Yeah. And <laughs> EO <laughs> <it> gracefully <laughs> did that moonsault right on fucking Rhea Ripley's face, which I felt bad for. Her. Whoa, <laughs> like, a, like a hard, hard fucking spot right there. Yeah, <laughs> that was terrible. But this was also in the midst of Charlotte doing the figure the figure eight lock. So while EO is pinning Rhea, Charlotte is still with the figure four leg lock. Wouldn't that be still called the interference in the pin? Yeah. But the referee still counts it and she wins the match. And I thought like, ah, maybe people are going to look at this as like a fluke win. Maybe people are going to look at this as like, you know. Like controversy or like an asterisk on her win right there, but no, for the most part, like the online community just accepted it and said, "All right, let's keep on going, move forward." <laughs> so, like, and rightfully so, I give him that. But me he personally, did. I just it, that just stuck stuck out to me as a wrestling fan right there. Well above all else, I love the match.
2: No, so, yeah, I, I I definitely could see what you're saying, and that's that's factual. But I just think it could be two things, and I may be wrong, where I think. We have seen bullshit like this happen before. I don't know. Yeah. I, I I I think there was a Raw segment or something, or I don't know what it was. But I was like, okay, wait, isn't that a legitimate pin? How are you going to end the match like that? Another example we saw it was uh, the Fiend versus Seth Rollins, where. <laughs> Beating the shit out of him, you know, with chairs, ladders, and he just smacks him with a mallet. Disqualified. Do you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> you're, the, you're you're disqualified. So like, okay, uh, so, <laughs> WWE, you're shit booking. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. There, I think that's just why maybe fans were kind of like, okay, whatever, you know, because shit booking like that in the past. Also, it could just be a fact where I feel that everybody was kind of aboard the EO fucking uh, Strowman Express. Kind of aboard the EO Express, and I think the fact that EO won it, I think everybody wanted to see EO win. They were just yeah. like, okay, however the fuck it happened, I don't care. I'm just happy that we saw EO shirai get the title. Because a lot of people, you know, I I'm one of them. Felt that you know this title should have been on her a little bit before, but I think the timing is great. You get what I'm saying? Maybe a little bit before, mm-hmm. but I think the timing is great. So um, maybe that's another thing where they just accepted it. Um, Overall, great match. I know you had a problem with fucking Rhea Ripley's white boot.
0: You kept shit at me all day. I don't know I was like, why.
2: What is this? What is the significance of this? Please tell me. What is this sorcery? No, I I loved it. I loved it. Um, it was just it was very different. I think it was just cool, you know, to stand out. It also made her stand out, you know, because Rhea Ripley is definitely a star down the line. So it kind of made her stand out where people be like, oh, she's the one with the white boo or whatever. You know, this could be her little gimmick trademark, whatever it is. Um, I think overall it was a great match where we saw EO as well jump off from the fucking prop in the background, you know, from
0: Yeah, that was beautiful.
2: Yeah, that was great. You know, she's just so phenomenal, bro. Like, you know, genius as a guy, she is. She looks so graceful with her moon moonsaults, with her fucking uh, tope suicidas you know her planchas or whatever you want to call them she looks great um and i have no objection bro i think legit if it's not her maybe dakota kai but i think great choice and i think io will carry this woman's division fucking right for herself yeah
0: you know what i'm gonna say this i think yeah. EO is getting called up sooner or later
2: yeah, I can see it happening sooner than later. Mm-hmm. But I think she'll have a, she'll have a, a good woman in NXT with that strap, bro. Right now, mm-hmm.
0: I think it's summer, and that's it, bro. I, I know that's harsh to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah. I see it like this: though that NXT locker is so deep right now with women, it is, it is, yeah. And they're playing catch up because of Charlotte. They're playing catch up. So it's like, do you risk making another star? right now off of eos success right now have her get called mm. up or do you let eo have this like astonishing like title reign well i can see it both ways mm-hmm. but if you prolong the few, oh sorry if you prolong the title reign you're gonna miss out on opportunities like like a Candice LeRae getting a title shot or winning the title because i think a person like her For her character to work with Johnny Gargano, she needs to be a woman's champion. I would even love the fact that she's champion and he's not. That shit would crack me up all the time. Like, she's the man of the relationship. That would be (laughs) great. I agree That works for for them, but that has to open up with the title. Also, Mm -hmm. too, like Dakota Kai, you need to capitalize on her before she starts getting cold. Because she's been really hot for about a good six months. And nothing's really come come with it besides um, Raquel right now.
2: Mm -hmm. so
0: she needs something as well um you have Shotzi who's really getting bigger left Mm -hmm. and right day by day and I think if she doesn't get at least a bigger push Vince might just call her up just because her personality rolling around a tank and shit like that she just might get called (laughs) up for the fuck of it so it's like you have Chelsea Green you know you have a whole bunch of fucking people out there uh, including people that are it, still learning the ropes, like Zion Isaiah Lee, and whatnot. So it's like, okay. there's a lot of talent fucking there, bro. It is, it,
2: is, it is. And that's why I go back to like day one when I saw Charlotte win the fucking strap at WrestleMania, where I said, this is going to put a halt on the women's division in NXT. And it kind of did in a way. I mean, people sit here and say, no, it brought eyes to the female division, which is their strongest division right now probably in most wrestling industry in the US. You get what I'm saying? Um, but in a way, it hurt it. You know, like you said, we got Dakota Kai who's been fucking hot, but we haven't really got nothing out of it. Which mm-hmm. the match, which her and Tegan Knox, bro, they're phenomenal. Like I think that was one of my favorite moments in the first match of the night where her and Tegan Knox went at it. They're just so great in there. They're just, you know, great dancing partners. Um Yoshirai, Shassie Blackheart. Um, fucking Rhea Ripley. Eventually, that strap will probably go to Rhea Ripley. I don't know what Again, strap. it is.
0: yeah, Rhea yeah. and Mia Yim as well too. Like these these That's women. Enough. And then you're you're mm-hmm. also NXT UK. Whoever fucking floats over from from there to NXT. It's like Tony Storm and shit like that. Like, oh, uh, like it's so deep. Like, do they need another title or is it that? What well, we,
2: we saw, we heard Dakota Kai say that you know they she feels that the nxt women's division needs another fucking title that's just because how deep the talent pool is you know um so um i don't i don't i think another title would be good but i just think it's just maybe a thing of also moving the balls let's get this rolling first let's capitalize on who's hot but you know, let's just organize better the division. Another title. Agreed. Wouldn't, yeah, another title would have hurt him though. But I just think it's just a matter of you know, let's just organize it better and capitalize faster and stuff like that. In my opinion, because perfect name Mia Yim. People have been clamoring, and Mia Yim has been doing her thing, and she only got like one or two titles. Look at fucking Bianca Belair, bro, hot she she probably could have carried that division at one point. Where did she go? She just got called up to the main roster, you know? So, and doing
0: nothing. Nothing. Yeah. They're doing nothing with fucking Bianca Belair, bro.
2: Exactly. Oh. Mm-hmm. And she's fucking great Killers. talent, bro. Yeah. Killers exactly. in the back.
0: They ain't doing shit with them.
2: I'm telling you, yeah, bro. So, um, I don't know. But, yeah, I mean, eventually that strap is going to go back to, you know, uh, uh, fucking Rhea. We may see a call up. It, it would suck where I would love for EO to like legitimately kind of not cement her legacy, but you know, do her thing with that title because EO is fucking great, you know. So if she gets called up fast, it would kind of hurt me because I would like to see her solidify her thing down there in NXT. But, um, I don't know. I mean, I think she would do good on the main roster and it freshen it up, honestly. So, we'll just what do you see. think
0: if that would be maybe the the tear between Kyrie and um and Oscar.
2: Yeah, I, I was thinking that um that would be great. Honestly, that'd be cool because eventually we would probably see these women's bro. Because right now, fucking Japan is kind of taking over, bro. You know, you got two Japanese women that are fucking champions. You got Oscar. You got her and throw Kyrie into the mix, you know, eventually we we'll probably see a triple threat with these women, you know, play. <laughs> like, so Yo,
0: AEW, Hikaru Shida is also oh, yeah. over there.
2: Shida. Yeah, bro. I'm telling you, it was a fucking Japan takeover, man. So, um, yeah, I would, I would like to see that, bro. Honestly, all three of them go there, go to town.
0: I I would like me and me the cold up as well, too. I think that if you're not going to throw another title into yeah. NXT, um, throw her up there because she would be a great asset for the women's division on Raw or SmackDown. I think she'll give a life. I think she'll give it a lot of a new blood. Um, sure. de- she does definitely give me Natalia vibes as being like a veteran. Just a tad mm-hmm. bit. But it's that veteran you kind of need to kind of call the shots a little bit. Like, she she, she gives me that Mickey James vibe where, you yeah. know, you might not be, you know, on the level of the Sasha Banks as far as popularity, but you're going to get a decent... You're, you're going to get a, at least a four- to five-star match regardless with her. And she's gonna mm-hmm. get a, an audience that they need. Like they don't have that yeah. that 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 SoCal ride or die chick, that thugging and bugging Brooklyn type chick out there. Like yeah. they don't have that. Like that, yeah. that 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 one of the dudes. They don't have that mm-hmm. person.
2: Yeah, I was, I was gonna tell you that. That's that's the crowd that she would definitely attract. You know, and that's the crowd that they kind of need. You know, especially since we don't have the Usos on the main roster, we don't have the uh, Natalia. Uh, Natalia, you hear me? We don't have the Naomi. And like you said. You really haven't had a cow chick. Like you said, you know, fucking going out there, thugging it up and stuff like that. And from a female perspective, it mm-hmm. definitely will bring in new eyeballs to the product. So um, I would like to see her get pulled up. I would just honestly, bro, I know NXT, we have a matchup lined up, uh, Chauncey Blackheart, Tegan Knox versus Bayley and um, Sasha Banks for the straps. We know they're not going to win it. But yep. um, I mean... I would like to see them get called up as well and kind of like make a legitimate run for those titles with Raquel and Dakota. Bro, it's just as crazy as it sounds right now, NXT, um, NXT, WWE overall should be capitalizing on their female division because that's the strongest right now in the product, in my opinion. Honestly. Yep. True.
0: You're right. You're a thousand percent right. Like that is the future of your brand, the future of your audience right there um if you want to pull new viewers in it's going to start with the females honestly these days because right now the men are always going to be there for you the men are always going to mm-hmm. from a young age to an old age you're either going to come back or you are gonna get yeah. a new viewer regardless but it's that it's that new girl that you capitalize on who's going to be a fan for life and that's so rare i talk about um uh, my daughter both my daughters um that they mm-hmm. You know my uh, my daughter Francesca. She got into wrestling because of me because she saw wrestling. Right, you know, back and forth with me. She's like, I guess I'll get into this with him. And she gravitated yeah. to people like you know Becky Lynch and Paige and whatnot the start of things. And for the most part, she got into it, but she kind of fell off because the main pro was starting to be like shit.
2: It was yeah, uh, it wasn't the star standing out to her.
0: So you know my second right here. Uh, Sophia, she looks at it and she, she really wasn't into wrestling whatsoever until she, you know, me and her got together. You know, it, she's um, a daughter from my girlfriend, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I introduced to like WrestleMania you know, for the first time, I just had it in the background. She was like, who's that girl with the blue hair? I'm like, oh, that's Sasha Banks. I'm like, oh, well, she seems pretty cool. Does she do anything besides stand around? I'm like, let me show you, little <laughs> girl. <laughs> <laughs> Let me take you down memory lane right now, which is not that far. It's about a good five years mm-hmm. ago. Yeah. And you know, I put the WWE network on for her, and she's she's about to turn 10. She's about to turn double digits. And yeah. she is enamored. And she is Oh really? Um just <laughs> she is just engulfed everything of what Sasha Banks was in NXT, what Bayley was in NXT, Charlotte, mm. Becky Lynch, um, and just those golden days of NXT in Brooklyn that's and whatnot—that main event—and that's all she talks about now is that you know, well, oh, she wants to watch NXT. She wants to watch the new girls. Who's who's this girl? Who's that girl? And they show her this, and she's just a, a fan, a fan yes. of that right there.
2: That's great, bro. That's great that she's just fucking because literally, I mean, like you said, it's not—it's not like you know, yesteryears. This is like five years ago, legitimately. You had great fucking matches in the next NXT, you know, the, the, the Sasha Banks and the Bayley, the Iron Women match, you know, she's, she's legit growing up on some great female wrestling and talent, you know, mm-hmm. so that's, that, that's awesome. And that's a great pedigree for her to just like get into the sport, man. That's awesome that you put her onto that, honestly.
0: But what sucks though, um, as I, I feel from my, from my daughter, Francesca's side is that once you look to the main roster, you're really Trying to scratch the surface of what's good female wrestling and what's like hoochie Mamas. Yeah. And sometimes, like like I said, these days we're not really watching like great wrestling on Raw or mm-hmm. SmackDown. We're just watching angles and angles mm-hmm. and fucking angles, not the Kurt angles, just regular fucking <laughs> angles. And it's it's a little bit disheartening, just a tad bit, from 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 their perspective. No, That's no, perspective as
2: well too. No, I agree with you a thousand percent because you know. Speaking about both of your daughters, you know, we're also just speaking about other, uh, you know, young girls in general. Where you had the page, you had the female revolutions, you had—I'm sure, probably—Francesca could probably gravitate to uh, AJ Lee, you know. Um, Mm. You have things like that where she did, she did. Oh, look at that! You see, yeah, they saw that, you know, and now to just something that goes like we said earlier in the podcast where we're getting once again we're reverting back to that diva style where it's just a pretty face not that much ability where um you know also uh this was a time where like you look at an AJ Lee you look at a Shashi Blackheart look like at a maybe a Tegan Knox, you look at a Paige these are females that exhibit character you know young girls growing up Kind of like you know, like the whole Liv Morgan angle, kind of young girls growing up, you know, they see these characters, I can gravitate to them, you know, because she understands what I'm going through, or she knows what I'm going through, or she been through what I went through. You get know what I'm saying? So it just this is a very sucky time for the female division on the main roster and for young women and young girls growing up right now, honestly. Bro. They can't gravitate you, to you. Yeah.
0: You want to know something about Liv Morgan, why her character doesn't work? Because there's no <laughs> confidence in her character. Little girls and boys as well too. When they watch professional wrestling, they gravitate to characters because they have confidence in their character,
2: they have confidence they, who they are. Yeah, almost superhero. No.
0: When it's, when a girl looks at Becky Lynch, she's calling herself the man, the best wrestler in the world, the best marquee person in the world. That's mm-hmm. confidence right there. When they look at a person like Charlotte saying she's the queen of all these bitches out here, that's confidence <laughs> right there. When they look at Sasha Banks saying I'm the boss, like yeah. that's confidence right you mean, there. So you mean when you you look at a- fucking Liv Morgan.
2: <laughs> you even got a Shane to I don't know what I
0: am. Yeah. Yeah, Shayna Baszler, the yeah. you know, the chosen one.
2: The chosen one, yeah. Going out there's fucking breaking arms. I mean, it's not the best example, but you know, saying.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like even that at least there's confidence in it. It's she's gonna tough, fuck somebody yeah. up. Shayna Baszler, you know, um, um uh, Bailey right now, um, you know, mm-hmm. to some extent, yeah. even Lacey Evans, you know, she's a marine mother. Yeah, so that's exactly. something right there.
2: Yeah, exactly. And then you, you got
0: Fucking live market. I don't know what I am or what I want, but I'll get there. No, you, you, no little girl's gonna fucking want that.
2: You know, you know what, bro, and damn man, I don't even know if I want to kind of discuss this subject matter on the podcast because we 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 deep dive and bro, we it. deep we deep dive. You know how we are, and it's just kind of like almost. <laughs> Praying, praying on her looks and on her innocence. You get what I'm saying? Because like, it's just, it's it's weird, you know. Where and this is crazy. And you know me, I fucking think outside the box. Maybe it's just the fact that Liv Morgan looks like the way she is. You add the innocence factor, kind of like uh, what's her name, Susie on TNA Impact. You have a lot of weird, sick fuck in the world that'll gravitate to that. You get what I'm saying? So maybe they're maybe they're capitalizing to that and. You know, I didn't, I didn't want to dive down this rabbit hole. You get what I'm saying? But maybe that's why they're rolling with Liv Morgan with something like that. You get what I'm saying? So it's just, it's just fucking weird. Because the character No, you're
0: right. Weird. Yeah. You're right. Because the Susie character definitely is going to be a spot on for some kind of male or female fetish out there. Yeah. Or maybe dolls and shit like that. And yeah. she knows what she's fucking doing. I get the character and I get the split personality. And that's supposed to be the innocent side. But mm-hmm. no fucking, you know, rightful person is going to walk with a little fucking, what is it, the dress that goes up to her fucking vajaj right there <laughs> and a little fucking little cleavage spot for you to look at her tits and shit like that and just pretend that she's innocent and like a little girl. That's kind of fucked up a tad bit. I love Sue Young, but that's kind of oh. fucked up a tad bit.
2: That's what I'm saying. It is, and that's why I kind of feel like we're kind of seeing that with Liv Morgan. You know, we see that little innocent, you know, that little... Where we saw her with the little Harley Quinn gimmick and jumping around and then now we got this. I didn't
0: know what I want to do with myself. You hear
2: know what I'm saying? And then we kind of but see um yeah, go ahead. The
0: Harley the Harley Quinn kind of makes sense because it's more of like a cosplay gimmick. And yeah. I could see that kind of go through. This was supposed to be a Fen fatale gimmick. Right off the back, this was supposed to be like you know, a Pam Kelly D, like, a, like <laughs> Yeah, like a Pam... Pamerson. Pamerson. Pamela Pam, Pam, Anderson. <laughs> I can't speak right now. Pamela. <laughs> Pam, <Pamala>. no. <laughs> <laughs> a Pamela Anderson angle where My. she's supposed to be like, you know, this dangerous, seductive, I can kill yeah. you in your sleep type chick. That was mm-hmm. what the promos were were we're leading toward. That's what her outfit fucking leads to as well, too. This fin Fatale Dude. leathered up. I could fucking strap you with a fucking belt and officiate. <laughs> <it>. Fucking <laughs> 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 David Carradine your ass on top of a roof. Like, that's what it looks like. And yeah. <laughs> it's not. It's like, what the fuck are you doing?
2: And then the thing is, yeah, like, the thing is, you have this character. You have the name. Was her finisher, like, the world ender or something like that, or an obliterator? Yes. Uh, sure, obliterator. Oblivion- like, yeah oblivion there you go and then you just fucking put her on the mic i don't know what i want to do with myself it's like nah bro so i mean definitely failed moment to capitalize but um it's rough man where the female division is going to go from here and it kind of sucks because you went from this female revolution where you had all these young uh girls and stuff like that all into this and now you're giving them this you're kind of reverting back I won't be surprised if we're going to revert back to attitude days and get a little bit provocative you know just to keep up and get the talent going you get what I'm saying in the we rate. got it with Lana we got it with Lana And then because we had Lana fucking sitting there ranting on the mic which how many bro I I, I changed the fucking channel how many times she fucking blurted out the word sex and like one in less than a minute I'm like come on bro like this is not she, said that,
0: she said that last night, too, with the whole divorce angle. She uh, was uh, like, well, I cheated on my husband for you, Bobby, and maybe I cheated on the wrong person. Maybe I should have slept with Drew McIntyre. I was like,
2: yeah, homegirl, you don't
0: sound great. And then here's the part. Is- I know you didn't watch it, but this is the part that really got me aggravated. Like, It got me super aggravated for character. Yeah. So mm-hmm. MVP is talking smacked awesome actor. Bobby lastly is all talking, smacked her, rightfully so, because he cost yeah. him the match, right? Mm-hmm. And she's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa! Excuse me, I'm a woman, and you don't toss me that way. In this oh, era, God. I am a woman." And then you had some bitches in the background clapping, and then yeah. it goes to like the whole, "Well, I should have slept with this mean- guy, and I should have done this shit, and you need me, Bobby." I was like. You had this whole stand-up, like maybe even a face turn character going for you right now, and you just like slapped yourself. Like, how do you do that,
2: bro? It, it, it happens, man. And I, I, I don't know, yeah, bro. And we're seeing that with Alana, and I think that's why they're keeping her around. Reality and honest, bro. I'll be honest. This is a company that sits here and and like you said, be a star, but then you put out a fucking thought like Lana, bro, because she over be here twerking on oh. Instagram. Like, <laughs>
0: Oh oh no oh, that that should be uh, I think that, that went viral too because MVP did call her a thought to a live TV, which oh, is the best thing I've heard in oh, my he life.
2: I didn't even know that, bro. Yes. I didn't even know that.
0: Bro. I'm gonna I'm gonna link you that right after this right now so you can yeah. see that because he went straight up at I- thought like you <laughs> i was like oh god you, done.
2: you done. see that's great i didn't even know that bro and legit i think that's why they keep her around because she's a fucking thought, oh like all she does is work on the gram show her fucking breasts on bikinis and all this and that and it's just sucky because like you said you know this is a company where you know supposed to be a star you're supposed to have these female yeah. to be role models and
0: body positivity is supposed to be any kind of body exactly. you know we're not look, looking at looks only we're looking at the whole complete package mind and everything and
1: yeah.
0: it's yeah. like you promote a person like you know Tamia and you know nia jacks who are both voluptuous women and sexy in their own right mm-hmm. but then you have a person like like like, like this chick right here lana who is like the anti-establishment, the the, the the diva, the fucking Eva Marie? Yeah, I, I can't believe I'm, I'm putting Eva Marie in a better category than Lana, but it is right now.
2: No, no, I agree with you, bro. Eva Marie looks like a fucking saint compared to Lana.
0: So. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's great. I thought that, but I don't know. Overall, we had some good events, man. Backlash was pretty decent. And your house is fucking great, in my opinion. So. I don't know, brother. Like overall, it was, mm-hmm. it was good. You know, I'm looking forward to AEW tomorrow. I mean, I saw Impact a little bit tonight. It was great. You know, I saw Moose versus Hernandez. I was like, "Yo, bro, Hernandez is still doing his damn thing." You know, so like Hernandez
0: won't stop until the wheels fall off as well. Too, I love Hernandez. Um, uh, Impact always gotta be strong. I think oh, there's yeah. just one thing that's missing from Impact, and um Ooh. I think. Mm-hmm. What do you think it is?
2: No, um, maybe it's a big star, but we got... um t- Tonight, we got EC3, his theme music, it got teased after the Moose victory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so maybe... I, I think that's what it's missing. It's missing a big star, bro. I mean, Moose is doing his thing, you know, Uh, but I think it's missing that big star. I heard my dad told me that Rusev might be impact-bound. I don't know, but it's definitely missing the big star. We got the female big star, which is Diana Perazzo, which she's going to be fucking... Leaves and bounds over Tessa Blanchard, in my opinion, just with her gimmick and her character. I think it's just missing the male, male fucking star, bro. What do you think it is?
0: I don't think it's the stars because I think they have stars. I think they mm-hmm. have real, they have stars. They have homegrown and they have actual stars too.
2: Yeah. But
0: I think it's access. I think it's access. A I was going to say that
2: network. Do you think it's the network?
0: I don't fully think it is because they bought the network, like the okay. anthem. They bought the network so they can never get shot off the network. They can never get kicked off again. Hmm. Unless, like, someone buys fucking Access TV. But I think Access or maybe Anthem themselves are not promoting the product in a way where it's capturing a new audience. I think people that love Impact Wrestling are the same people that loved TNA Wrestling uh, from 2002. I think they are. They wanted to grow in, into heights. They wanted to get back to where it was in like two thousand eight, two thousand and nine, mm-hmm. where they were selling out arenas. Well, not selling out arenas, but they had a pretty damn good size re- for arenas. Yeah. Um, once COVID is over, they need to target new people. They need to like start going in, trying to get who's the new fan and establish that. Like, you got your core audiences. People are gonna follow. Asu Young from the Indies. People are gonna yeah. follow Rich Swan. People are gonna follow Willie Back, they're gonna follow Sammy Callahan because they loved them from the Indies. Mm-hmm. Um but you also need to say, like, okay, we have people like um uh Ace Austin, right?
2: That's fantastic.
0: Yeah, <laughs> fucking great, homegrown talent right there, you know, Chris Bay. Right now, I know him from Arizona, California, but he's also their homegrown talent that they're going to start pushing as well too. You Mm need to start introducing those characters and saying and telling an audience or telling a young kid or a new viewer that's flicking the channel, why should I be invested with this? And I think that goes along with access. Access has the ability, like Anthem has the ability, to like do UFC fucking specials, like. Fight mm-hmm. specials or character development specials. Fuck, you have a network. What do you got to do? Play reruns of, the, of cops or some shit like that over and over again? No. Like,
2: utilize it. We'll utilize just, that time spot. We're we'll just coming to an end. Sorry about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Useless fact. But... Yes.
0: Yes, <sighs> it is. No, you're right about that. I was just, I was just throwing the first things my head right <laughs> yeah. there. Everyone I, loves Raymond. And yeah. um, <laughs> syndication. Um, <laughs> fucking, um, why not, like, as soon as Impact finishes, you draw somebody's attention to a character special—forty-five minutes or half an hour on somebody o- of a wrestler. You mm-hmm. have a full roster right now. You can do weeks of getting to know who Dez is because I don't know who the fuck Dez is. I know that he's a Spanish cat. Cool. I know that he has a hot mom supposedly. Great, <laughs> and that fucking my man Austin's trying to fuck her. Fantastic. <laughs> But maybe I want to know who the fuck he is outside the ring and why I should be invested with him. The same thing with Austin, Ace Austin. The same thing with established people. Maybe I want to know why the fuck RVD is getting all these bitches right now at this age in Vegas. <laughs> tell
2: me. <laughs> right. Yeah, fucking Katie Forbes. Yeah. yeah. I want to see why.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Why don't you tell me why these huddles mean something? You know, bring out the North and tell – Tell me why they love tag team wrestling and why these titles are important. Give me a half half an hour special on that. Give me a half an hour special on Moose bringing the Impact title back, the TNA title back, and saying, what does this title represent uh, to him? That way we have fucking good.
2: Want his fucking robes. That's what I want.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Because no one – that's a good one. He's like macho man meets Bruce Lee. It's great. Yeah. Um, Bruce Leroy. um, yes. um <laughs> I have no context of why the, the TNA heavyweight championship is back when you already have one heavyweight title. It yeah. makes no sense. And when that title is back again, like I get it if, you, if you're you trying to make this like the workman's title, like it makes sense then. But like like, like an icy title, essentially. Like that would work, but like I would like context, and you know what? Give me that. Give me like thirty minutes after impact on these characters.
2: You, you know what? They need to yeah. They need to. It's gonna sound it's gonna fucking sound crazy, and I know a lot of people are probably gonna get upset, but uh, they need to they need to pull the plug on the whole Tessa Blanchard bro with with a male fight They need to pull that. They need to pull that plug. You know, go against Jordan Grace. That's that's that. Keep moose, you know, with the title, bro. Like they need to pull the plug on that, because that's just kind of like making it all wacky right now with three titles, you're telling me. Like you said, like, are you trying to make this the workman's title and make Tessa Blanchard with the legitimate one? So then what what does that say about Jordan Grace? Is is she fucking second fiddle to Tessa because she has a men's title? You get what I'm saying? It just makes it all fucking wacky, in my opinion.
0: It does, it does, and if you, like I explained this to a lot of people before too, the whole Tessa Blanchard thing. Yeah. One, one is that to sound politically correct and whatnot. <laughs> one is that she's a shitty person outside the ring, from what I'm hearing.
2: Yeah, we. <laughs> That's we, one. Yeah, we can't sugarcoat that. We've heard that a lot that she's a shitty person. Yeah.
0: So that's one right there. And if your backstage antics uh, are, are that bad, you know, racial slurs and things mm-hmm. of that nature. Um,
2: put, in, put, like in that right there, put in female talent down as well.
0: Yeah. Like, like basically, yeah. Degrading female talent like they're beneath you whatnot. Mm-hmm. Like um, That right there causes like an X in any kind of title run right there. If you can't be cool with your peoples as a leader. Like, when you have a strap, you're, a locker, you're essentially a locker room leader, right? Mm-hmm. No one wants to fucking deal with her whatsoever in the locker room. That's I true. digress. Maybe Jordan Grace because they're friends, actually. But I digress. Two, the, her stature doesn't call for a heavyweight champion. I'm sorry. Like, it, it, it doesn't. doesn't. Like, it, when you're looking at people out there that look like they could punch you in the face, Tessa Blanchard doesn't seem that person. Maybe she could. Maybe her jaw could fuck me up. Yes, I definitely understand <laughs> that. But at the end of the day, oh like, like I'm more sc- scared of Jordan Grace, like breaking my neck with her thighs, her arms, or mm. anything. She good. Um, mm,
2: mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
0: I'm more scared of Jordan Grace, you know, putting me in a headlock than I am a Tessa Blanchard. You know, when I look at a person that's going for that title, I think like a like a larger than life superstar, you know, a person mm-hmm. that screams right now, like Raquel, uh, Raquel, Ra- Raquel yeah, Gonzalez, right? Raquel Gonzalez, yeah. She could clothesline the shit at me. He looks like a believable champion. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like um, ninth one in the world, China, China herself right there. Yeah. Incredible person. It looks like she could beat the shit at somebody right now. Hell, I'll throw this one out there. She's smaller than Tessa, but Big Swole looks like she could rip me a new one oh, just by talking to me. Oh, yeah, bro. Even,
2: <laughs> even this chick, fucking, what's her name? Um,
0: Bianca Belair. She looks like she could fucking yeah. toss me around as well, too.
2: She could toss me around and this she wants. <laughs> 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 okay. I mean, the, the straight, what's that chick from um, NXT, the Puerto Rican chick? Um, I forgot her name. Uh, uh,
0: um... Um, Martinez.
2: The hood booger, yeah, Martinez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. Mercedes she, Martinez.
2: Mercedes Martinez. She even looks to the believable. strap on me. Yeah, I'm done. She even looks more believable than fucking Tessa Blanchard, bro. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So like, you need that large in the life personality, persona, look, everything to fit that. And I feel like, yes, it's cool to see Tessa in these matches, and yes. We have seen her with Sammy, Sammy Callahan. I've seen her fight Joey Ryan before, you know, but that's nothing special. Like, you're not mm. doing anything that fucking Candice LeRae Kansas was doing LeRae. five years ago.
2: Exactly. And bloodied up at that, you know? like Exactly.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, if, if anything that deserves a fucking heavyweight strap right now, Candice LeRae for fucking dudes up left and right. Totally. Um, True. <laughs> so I'm just saying, like, you know, nothing that you're doing is special. And I know I'm not I'm not trying to make that sound bad in any kind of term whatsoever, but get don't get it twisted like you're the first person that's done this. Sexy Star mm, was yeah. one of the first um, women to hold the heavyweight title in Lucha Underground, right there. Mm-hmm. There's been other people out there like China holding the Icy strap, Shrap, you know, Beth yeah. Phoenix and um, Kong, and other people have entered men's matches as well too. So you're not doing anything groundbreaking right now. The company is not on on your back. Whatsoever mm. the people that are there right now, that are busting their asses, the people like the willie Max out there, they're oh, five star yeah. matches right now. Impact mm. is on their back right now.
2: No, that that's true. I agree with you, and that's why I feel like it's time to pull this whole you know plug on this Tessa Blanchard thing, and it, it it's kind of gotten to her head, bro. That you see her where she's like, okay, you know, uh what was that other organization where she thought she was a shit at? Um.
0: Mm, was it Wow? Was oh it wow? yeah,
2: well, no, yeah. Well. Wow. Oh yeah, it sounds familiar. Yeah, I think it was Wow. You know, and we've seen her get to the head, this guy's to her head, like you said, and this is nothing new, bro. You know, and it's just kind of like also legitimately, in my opinion, hurting the fucking wrestling industry in the general because now we hear Charlotte Flair saying that she wants to make a run for a men's title. So it's like, uh no, not this again. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying, like, yeah. Uh,
0: it's not a it's not a misogynistic thought. It really is like like legitimately, if a guy wanted to go for the females title, yeah. like you kind of feel disrespected.
2: like mm-hmm, you feel yeah. disrespected. exactly because it's James, like
0: James James Ellsworth. People were fucking going hard. We were horrified with that.
2: Yeah, is it. It's, it you hit the nail on the head. It's not even being fucking sexist or mis- misogynistic or whatever. It's like, cause I'm sure if we saw a fucking Brian cage going for a fucking women's title, Oh, eh, 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 sex is this, sex is that, you know, female star ranting and they'll feel some type of way. I'm not saying that I feel some type of ways. It, I, I don't give a fuck who has a title. Cause you know, my thing is you're just freezing up legitimately what it is and what it's meant to be. You get what I'm saying? So
0: yeah, that's all Straight it is. Straight up. Like, yeah. like, there's good and bad to it. The bad is right there when you're like mixing things up too much like that to the point where mm-hmm. it's like non-believable in professional wrestling. The, the second thing is that there's been so much headway with with women's wrestling that now it's not a joke anymore. It's it's established, it's a core part, if not the best part of a wrestling show. Impact wrestling has always been known to have a strong women's division since day one. So Like, that right there is history, continuity. WWE pulled the trigger on women main-inventing a WrestleMania. What's a fucking crowd? Um, Mm -hmm. In New York, New Jersey, they main-invented a fucking WrestleMania. Like, women's wrestling is going leaps and bounds from what it was 10 to 20 years ago. And when you're just mixing all this up now, you're setting women back. You're setting them back to, like, the Mm pre-show for no apparent reason because not every chick is going to be able to get to that level. Not every, you know, Bailey, unfortunately, is not going to get to a level as a Tessa Blanchard gain a, a, a men's heavyweight strap. You know what I mean? H- H- Hikaru Shida is not going to be doing that for Chris Jericho or or Kenny Omega or Dean Ambrose, Dean Am- Dean Am- John Moxley right there. <laughs> like, you know, it's not going to happen, you know? So it's like, where do you draw the line of what's best for for, for business, for right there.
2: yeah, for that division, yeah. So, I don't know, man. It's it's just very tricky, and I mean, and it also, I don't know, yeah. It, it also kind of just like leaves things at a standstill because I'm sure people are gonna want to see Deanna Porrazo versus Tessa Blanchard, Deanna Porrazo versus Jordan Grace, Jordan Grace. So it's like, you know, where does where does it leave it though? So, um, but I don't know. We we saw the EC3, the music. Got you know, uh, fucking teased when Moose won, so I mean, it hurts, but he kind of said it's probably like the right move for him. But, um, oh,
0: yeah,
2: yeah, so we'll see if he goes up there because I know they're seasoned for a Bound for Glory. I know they would they see te- that that trailer with the release superstar. Mm. So. I think that's
0: gonna be the best thing to do right now for Impact Bound for Glory. We read the Bound for Glory series. I always love that concept. Just like the mm-hmm. point system, the ranking system to get to that title shot. Um, I hope she loses that slam anniversary. I thought they had a good exit last week, but yeah. I guess not. But um um out of those bunch that they have there, I, I swear to everything. Awesome, I don't hey. want I don't I don't want to win just yet.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> not just yet, like a ladder match? I don't. Or I think it's a ladder match. It's a ladder match, or is it like a five way? I don't know what it is. Yeah, the um, five way. Yeah. I don't think that's the best way for Austin to win. Ace Austin to win. Mm. I think he needs to capitalize on a pure babyface okay. for it to work. Um, I think Michael Elgin should get the strap.
2: Yeah, I, I wouldn't be mad at that. I think it's overdue for Michael Elgin. You know.
0: Yeah, um, he's been coasting way too much An Impact where he could have been a bigger star anywhere else. I think he's just waiting mm-hmm. for that opportunity.
2: Yeah, I agree. And I think, you know, um, the whole Brian Cage was kind of stumping him. Um, I think yeah. it's time for him to just pull the trigger on Brian Elvins. Uh, Michael Elvins, I mean. Um,
1: <laughs> that was the yeah, best thing Brian. I've heard. There.
2: <laughs> I, I combined it, Brian. This is what happens when we talk
0: about too much wrestling. <laughs>
2: We get the Brian <laughs> No, like he's a legit, legit dude. You know, coming over from Japan, fucking star, fucking stud, and he's just been coasting on Impact. So, um, definitely the time. I, I mean, I would like to see it on Austin, but yeah, I think it's time for fucking elliott to definitely get the strap. I agree.
0: Yeah, yeah. Ace is um, he's young enough to deal with it. Eddie Edwards <laughs> doesn't need that fucking title. Eddie um... Edwards. I don't
2: he's know what the a, fuck's going on with Eddie Edwards, but. <laughs> bro, he's a, Eddie Edwards, regardless of. I think he's an impact. I think he's just. He doesn't need a belt to be popular. You get what I'm saying? I think yeah. he's just. I think he's just fallen into that realm. And that's fucking phenomenal where you just fall into that realm like the Undertakers, like, the, you know, the John Moxley, things of that nature where you don't need a strap to be popular. So I think that's where he's at right now, in my opinion. Oh,
0: kudos to the fucking <laughs> Sammy Callahan, man. Sandy Callahan, I think. He's another person that deserves that strap one more time. I felt like it was way too early that they dropped the title on him. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard he's been doing a lot of backstage stuff for Impact. So, I, you know, he was a big person to push Tessa. He's a big yeah. person that's pushed, you know, um, um, Eddie Edwards as well, too. Um, mm-hmm. He wants to push Elgin as well, too. Like, he's a guy that sees potential in people and, and bucks as well, too. So, you know, I like Sammy, though. I always felt like he got a bad a bad deal everywhere he wants to. I think this is the... Bro, main... he, got,
2: he got a very... Sorry for cutting you off. He got a very bad deal in NXT with the whole Solomon Crow gimmick shit. Uh, yeah, yeah. So That outfit yeah. was
0: crazy, too.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, sorry for cutting you off, though, yeah, okay. <laughs>
0: No, yeah. I, I just... um. I hope that they continue with him being a main star or whatnot. But, you know, at the end of the day, I, I see big things for Impact. It's just... Mm-hmm. Sometimes I feel like Impact holds itself... Back from what it could yeah. be, because I think right now it's bigger than ROH. The yeah, ROH is I agree. like going down the totem pole to to the point where I think even MLW is bigger than an ROH, doing this doing this thing right now.
2: Yeah, I agree. ROH is just at a very very fucking stagnant point in in their uh, existence, you know. So um, I agree. ML, you know, Major League things like that. And another other federations that I do enjoy, bro, I enjoy AAA, you know, on, on, on fucking YouTube, you know, mm-hmm. Tuesdays and Fridays, I enjoy AAA and stuff like that, you know, and a CMLL. And I, I I, think Impact has held itself back, bro, because I look at Impact and I was watching it today and I was like, yo, bro, Impact could be so much bigger. It could, it shouldn't even be the number three right now, you get know what I'm saying, or number four. It should be like legit that number two, you get know what I'm saying? So... It has
0: potential to be a number two. Like, it really does. Like, if you just... I mean, they have Anthem, and Anthem is doing... I mean, I like, give Anthem some kind of credit. They're douchebags at, 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 in, some... <laughs> in some regard. But at the same time, like, they're doing what they can. Like, they bought a fucking network for Impact to stay on.
1: Like, yeah.
0: So, I don't know. I don't know who to blame goes to right now, but Impact needs to do something. It can't just coast. Like, NWA yeah. right now is coasting.
2: Yeah, it's coasting. It's, re- it's really coasting, and it sucks because, like you said, where we saw that high ties for impacts, so where they're at now, and they have so much potential. Because, like you said, their women's division is very strong, and even their male division, you know, is strong. So, you know, it just kind of sucks, man. It really yeah. does.
0: Yeah. If that's the case, uh, <laughs> do you have anything else you want to bring up for professional wrestling?
2: Mm, professional wrestling do i want to bring something up uh ah you just put me on the spot uh, no nah, i really if don't you, bro yeah if you know really it's don't. okay was, yeah no i was i was just trying to think i was just trying to think right now news wise you know things like that stuff that i read but then really legitimate worth talking about you know Besides forgotten, sounds again, forgotten.
0: And for good reason too. Well, at least one of them. But, yeah, but. I know a lot more news is going to be developing with the COVID nineteen and what's going to be happening with tapings mm-hmm. as well too. So, and I don't think this is going to be just affecting the WWE. I definitely feel like with the new the second wave hitting around the world, around the United States, um, places like Impact Wrestling, places like. AEW could also be hit with this as well too if they're not careful. So I could definitely see some precautions being taken on um, during the next couple of tapings or at least live tape, uh, live viewing. So yeah. it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be very interesting. In June going into July,
2: mm, really is. Let's just see, man. Because I didn't. That was just news to me where you said Arizona got crazy out there, like you know, over yep. NY. So yeah, that's that's wild, man.
0: A mm-hmm. little bit, a little bit. We're all, you know, we're all staying pretty safe and
2: doing yeah, what we got to do during the quarantine. Yeah, you definitely stay safe out there, brother. Yeah, because that's fucking be crazy. When you told me that, that shit like left me shocked because I know NY was up there in numbers in Jersey, and to find out AZ and you know all y'all out there, you know, so definitely, definitely keep safe. Right. Which I think doing our best. Possibly. Yeah, I seen the picture of your pops on the gram taking in the sun.
0: Like, <laughs> <son."> <laughs> He's good by his pool. I'm good over here, yeah. you know, doing my best. Umbrella Academy dancing in my
2: oh, well, <laughs> on uh, my own
0: right here. So yeah, you, we're gonna yeah. be all right.
2: You gotta put your whole family. You gotta get on your Larry tip. <laughs> 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 yes,
0: <Yeah>. straight up.
2: <laughs> well, sir. Um,
0: where can people find you on social media if they want to get in contact with you? Talk about wrestling, talk about anything, talk mm-hmm. about your rants.
2: Oh, yeah, my rants. Definitely let's talk about my rants because I know I go off. Um, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, definitely. People can reach me at my Instagram underscore J Rants. You can hit me up at my Twitter at Libra underscore. Um, you can find this podcast all over the podcast world on apple flick the bean Podbean, google mm-hmm. uh iheart you know we have uh facebook instagram and a twitter for ewa podcast so definitely check that out interact with us rate review subscribe let us know how we're doing um also if you guys like your mma fix you know we do uh just like ewa here the More chronicles Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, that podcast is all over Apple, Spotify, iHeart, everywhere. We talk about MMA. That's what the Camaro Chronicles is about. You know, if you guys like your MMA fix, definitely go check that out. Where We talk about preview reactions, and we just rant and have some fun over there. You know, barbershop talk about the MMA world. Um, also, uh, yeah, if you guys like video games, you know, check out the Black Switch Gaming Podcast, where Val is always out there. One of our boys, Jake, one of our boys um, these out there when we talk video games we just spoke about the ps5 uh reveal event how we felt about it and the reactions you know so definitely check that out that's on apple anchors and spotify you know shout out to anchors for letting us do what we do (laughs) Woohoo. um yeah uh you can find me as well on pop culture fanatics where that's vowels you know uh main thing where we're always out there you know talking geek culture from funko pops video games to music to movies everything we're out there you know jake is out there as well definitely we're all over the place man so just check us out interact and you know but hit us up where can they find you at val?
0: you did fantastic brother <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you, can me, you can find me on uh, the twitter at uncanny underscore v and uh instagram at uh the val cisco <laughs> not the- not- <laughs>
2: love- love- you should change it <laughs>
0: that- that- the- that's the new york give <laughs> <me> right there
1: jay plugged
0: everything pretty much perfectly right there all these podcasts are are out on apple podcast spotify anchor uh iHeart Radio rate review. Subscribe if you we have a little bit of everything for everybody from pop culture to video games to professional <laughs> wrestling MMA. Even Jake comes political with his podcast sometimes as well. too. So please, like look us up if we're if there's something to guys you don't like or you do like, just throw a comment out there on Facebook or Instagram. <laughs> we'll reply in
2: seconds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll, we'll have fun we with you. <laughs> we will, we will, we will. <laughs> have fun with you interact we like you know that feedback back and forth you know um we always try to interact with listeners with followers on pages you know uh shout out to Joe uh, things like that so definitely hit us up man we're we're user friendly <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we're
0: all over the spectrum okay no discrimination mm-hmm. to anybody's mm-hmm. point of views.
2: We're talking you to you, Bat <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Fucking sheep. I'm coming. Oh, God. Oh, that's great. But definitely, definitely, guys, you know, hit us up. Let us know how we're doing and interact with us, man. And that's why, you know, we keep going, doing this for ya, and, you know, we have a good time. So definitely have a great time with us, man
0: couldn't say any better brother of course guys until the next one i don't got a good i I always have a good like line i forget about it i don't know this one oh keep it oh keep it too sweet keep it elite
2: no no that yeah that that was your line it was like oh fuck now i'm about to go listen to our own podcast you were like (laughs) (laughs) you were like um what was it yeah you were like keep it sweet be elite or be elite keep it sweet i don't know something like that though but keep it tight Get it right. <laughs> <laughs> booty, 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 booty.
1: Right now. <laughs> I'm done. All right,
2: brother. <laughs> Catch you. Everybody take care, bro. Stay safe out there, man.
1: You too, brother. Later. All right. Later. <laughs>